opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling. Mr. Vegas, you are Mr. Las Vegas. Now. I get in every fucking shit. They want me there. TBV presents a ring walk with Danny. Ring walk, Danny. Yeah. Daniel. Oh, and Bama. Only in America. Because I fight for the people. I go for you and you and you. All these beautiful kids is here. We turn a TBV into the hot 97 of boxing. Keep talking from Vegas. You already know if it's a big fight, I'm pulling out. Chicago, we in here. Man, man. From the cotton fields of Alabama to the casinos of Las Vegas. Mama, I made it. We up early, baby. The grind don't stop. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. Coming to you live from Acapulco, Mexico for the 60th annual convention with Mauricio Suleiman in the WBC. Right now, we are in the mandatory defenses meeting. This is where all the nitty-gritty is going down. And before it does, obviously, they have all these great champions on stage. So we'll be giving you a shot of that momentarily after I introduce my co-host, Daniel Alvarez. What's going on, Ring Walk? Champ, what up? Damn, <clears throat> my voice sounded like Nonitos earlier. Yeah, man, raspy. Yeah, champ. Long night, long night. But a lot of work, back. man. A lot of work. We're back with another one, thankfully, and we're here another in, Acap one. in Acapulco, Mexico. Yes, um, sir. You know, this convention thus far has been very informative, very educational. Very, very. We, we, we found out so much and learned so much about how the, the process of the ratings and the rankings, and today we'll find out the process of the mandatory defenses and how a person can petition to be a mandatory and, uh, you know, just the rules and regulations. Because, like, Danny, we learned yesterday that if a fighter is already scheduled to fight for some sort of WBC title, he can't be dropped from the rankings or moved in the rankings until after that fight. Whereas, whereas in yesterday, um, we had uh, – you want to tell this man? Sir. You want to tell him before? Oh, Keep move. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's just lost my train of thought. Yeah, I mean, it's just shit we're going to have to, you know. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to deal with it nicely. Put your foot down. Shit don't happen again. You feel me? But once again, I did lose my train of thought. What I was trying to explain is that um, there's a lot of intricacies that, go into a fighter being ranked and rated. And uh, we found that out yesterday. A lot that goes on, 
and a lot that must be done. Like, you have to be registered in the clean boxing program in order to be ranked in the top 15 and to even be heard. So a lot of these managers are coming here to petition certain things for their quote-unquote fighters, but guess what? Their fighter isn't even in the clean boxing program. So then how can we or how can the WBC even entertain your request. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, that shit was funny because it was hella, uh, it was hella people that they're going up to the represent the fighter. They're like, oh, why isn't he ranked? And the BC's like, well, he should be ranked. Why isn't your fighter registered for the clean boxing program? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, and some of the people were like, look, you've been sending the information to the promoter, send it directly to me. I'm the manager. So, you know, shout out to Eye of the Tiger Entertainment. Um, who stepped up and, and, and wanted to get their fighter registered and ranked um, and didn't want to go via promoter uh, to cut that middleman out of the way so that there are no discrepancies and so that it does get done. Um, but, man, there's been some amazing champions here in this uh, particular WBC convention. And, um, yeah, man, we, we, we've had a... A good time hanging out with Nonito and Rachel Donaire and Sean, Sean Porter. Porter and, uh, you know, Miguel Cotto. Just just everybody, bro. Um, whoever's been around and, 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 you know, everybody. It's it's truly a WBC family. Everybody treats you as such. And uh, it's been a really good time. So right now they're starting with heavyweight Tyson Fury. The, All right. So, Danny, division. that you should probably... Yeah, pay attention. All right. I'll keep them entertained. Then you come back, recap them. Because it is difficult for us to... Um, what number are you? Because you might want to turn my turn me off in your headphones. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. So um, it is difficult to do this this way. So we wanted an open feed that we could have fed into the mic, and then you can just hear Mauricio from the podium that's obviously not accessible. Hopefully next year we can do something like that. We did have it this year, um, but the, the, the speakers that they have are just not capable of, uh, you know, giving us the audio at a level that is suitable for you guys. But right now we are starting with the heavyweight division, so we're fingers crossed that we get Wilder versus Ruiz. So maybe that should be our first poll. Uh, do we get Wilder? Do we get... So right now, Mauricio is, can you hear me find us? All right, so right now, Mauricio is asking for any comments regarding the heavyweight division. Um, and it looks, uh, I'm trying to see who that is. Let's see. Somebody's going to the podium. Okay, that's a Met owner. He is the manager and promoter of... Uh, Khan Colbinson, he just got upgraded to the rankings and, and overtook Ottawa Valine's position yesterday. So that's what you missed. Ottawa Valine did not show up. His manager did not show up. And this particular gentleman that is at the podium, he was able to lobby, petition, and fucking debate his way into a better ranking. So... This is very important. Managers, promoters, you need to be here or send a representative here to represent not only you but your fighter or he will be passed. This is the heavyweight division that we're doing. So, again, we should be hearing whether or not they're going to order 
Wilder versus Ruiz for the mandatory position, or will it just be an eliminator? This is what we have to find out. And we just have a, a sea of people because this is the most important day. Uh, I think this is where all the fireworks will be, you know, um, as we go down per division. They start from the heavyweight, so next so, up is cruiserweight. So right now they're ordering um, for the silver champ to make a mandatory defense um, in the heavyweight division, and that is uh, obviously – what they are speaking on now, so. Who's the silver champ? Because Dillian White lost to, 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 to Tyson. Uh, Arslan Beck. Oh. Mahmoudov. And he's with, he's with, he's with top rank now. He used to be with Golden Boy. They lost him. Mm. And I think that's the guy Big Baby posted on his story and said he's fooled. Mm. But damn, they rushing him. Yeah, that's him. See if it says top rank. Like, put top rank. Yeah, he just he just yep. fought uh, Carlos, Carlos Tacon, and he got a fight scheduled in December. Wow, so they moving him. He's trying to be a player. If he's the silver champ, but the silver the silver ain't even on the line for that. Uh oh. So that's probably why they're here. They're trying to probably petition to get it on the line. You pay attention. I'm back on it, and we'll see what's going on. But so far, Danny is reporting that Arslan Beck, Makhmadov is being mandated to fight for that silver title versus who we will be reporting in just a bit so once we get that information. But that is the first order that they've done in the heavyweight division. They started with the silver title, Danny. Um, looks like something interesting happened. Danny had to take off the headphones. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button so other boxing fans know that we're covering the WBC conventions, the mandatory defenses. We'll be finding out about Virgil and Thurman. We'll be finding about Wilder and, and, and Ruiz and, and every single division. The thing is, it is going down per division, starting with heavyweight. Currently, the champion at heavyweight is obviously Tyson Fury. And he has that fight set with Chisora, which will be a WBC title defense. So we have to see, are they going to mandate a mandatory for him? Which probably not, since you got number one and number two, Ruiz and Wilder. We'll probably get a mandate of them two to become the final eliminator for the mandatory position, uh, leaving Fury free to not only fight Chisora, but then negotiate with Usyk for a potential undisputed fight, while Wilder and Ruiz get it on. We do have a poll here for anybody that wants to participate. We're asking our community whether or not they believe Wilder versus Ruiz gets ordered since Damn. we're dealing with the heavyweight division. Yo, he, Marisa just told him to go on the website and read the rules. Because he don't like the fact, I guess, of who they're trying to uh, mandate that mandatory against. And he says, you won a vacant title. You have um, obligations and responsibilities to that. So... Wow, they went past. They didn't order what? We're going to the bridge away, and they didn't order Ruiz Wilder. Oh wow. They have moved on past bridge away. Tú no puedes sentarte aquí, primo. Estamos en vivo. Estamos. Oiga, estamos en un programa en vivo. 
Oh, my God. My man just sat. <laughs> yo, he just sat down. That yo, they, interesting. That, yo, old heads be funny. Why well, someone just randomly sat on our panel, didn't want to be on the show. He just sat down because he was tired. <laughs> what the fuck? Bro, and I just want to say that there is a empty room. With about 200 chairs for him to, to grab to, one. To grab. I that feel is like Danny. Maybe 12 seconds away. Like, I almost want to go get him a chair. Cause I almost feel like I need to go to Dean and find out what's going on. Why did they not say anything of Wilder Ruiz? Huh. You want me to go find out? You know who's Dean? Yeah. But He's right on the right. All right. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, look, we have a, vo a poll here. People thought that was going to get ordered. There were, I'm pretty sure I can Google. And there is going to be a headline, Wilder vs. Ruiz, to be ordered. Let's see what comes up in the news search. Um, so, let me see if I put the word order, because I don't understand why would they just over overlook that. Andy Ruiz predicts, no, ba-ba-ba. I'm being told that they did order it. Maybe we missed it. And this is this is what I'm telling you with the audio. It looks like um, it's a little bit. It's a little bit uh, difficult to hear with the mic and talking to you. Like right now, obviously, Suleiman is talking, but Danny's over there finding out for us for sure. But I'm being told by the producers that it was ordered. I don't, I don't know. I mean, when, when you say it was ordered, was it ordered today here at this convention or did they order something before the convention? Because uh, we, we did not hear them call for it. Right now they're currently at Bridgerway and it looks like uh, the silver champion, Alan Babic, um, and the current champion is Oscar Rivas. Oh, my God, Danny. That's twice, bro. You just did that one the way out. Michael Benson is saying they've officially, but what, they didn't say it out loud? So you just didn't hear it? All right, so Danny and I obviously missed it, and it is ordered. So what's going on with Babbitt? Because he's going to have to fight. The Thank you. So, yeah, they're saying that Ruiz Wilder's definitely been placed as the mandatory position for the heavyweight division in the final eliminator. So, we did get that at least. You're going to have to go back, bro. You got to find out what's going on in this division. Because I'm, I'm assuming Alan Babic will get ordered to face Oscar Rivas. You, it'll never happen. Like that, it, it's a podcast. How we're not gonna talk to let to hear? You know how? Like that's minutes of dead air. You can't do that. It's two people. I keep the stream going. You get the info. You just bring it in like a reporter, champ. You corner side with it. You know what I'm saying? We gotta work as a team some way. We gonna have to get it done because, you know, I gotta keep the stream going. I gotta remind people what exactly it is that we're doing and then he's got to give a fill us in with the exact details because right now as you can see on the screen they got alan babic and oscar rivas so 
are they mandating these two to fight each other? Hopefully that is the case, being as though that, you know, the silver champ, Dillian White, was mandated to fight the heavyweight champ in Tyson Fury. And you want to hope that that is the case in the Bridgerweight division. Okay, so they did order it, right? Babic versus Rivas final. Oh, so it's Babic versus someone else final elimination. We'll give it to you in just a second. Danny's looking up the name. That's it. Riyad Murray from Belgium. 32 bouts, one loss, 26 KOs. He's what? Colombian? Oh, Belgium. Yeah, but that's another Arslan. Oh, so he does have one loss to Arslan Gulmirian? Um, well, I guess they're going to make us wait. No Babic versus uh, Rivas just yet. He's going to go through a final eliminator with the man we just mentioned. They have moved on to the Cruiserweight division, Danny. So pay attention because on the screen we have Junior, Makabu, and we're going to find out what they're going to be doing with Junior in just a bit. But Alan Babic finds himself in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where he is now in a eliminator for a full title shot. So if he can win that eliminator, he may end up getting that title shot with Oscar Rivas. Now, Makabu, he he's not he doesn't care about the Canelo fight. You know, he's like, look, I'm not the one that asked for Canelo. I'm not the one that said Canelo's name. So he's not worrying about that fight. He did confirm to me, though, that he is 100% sure that the Republic of Congo can afford to bring Canelo out there to do that fight big out there. So um, if that ever happens, expect an offer from the Republic of Congo to host that fight out there, according to champion Junior Makabu. Um, so it looks like Danny's going through the rings. Oh, my God. He's got a – oh, okay. Well, say it, say it. Say it. All right, so it looks like uh, Tobias Minchu has to fight in a final eliminator with Badu Jack. Badu Jack, former champion will take on Tobias Minchu. Minchu, I know him well. He's fought on, on HBO. He's a common opponent with um, Usyk, common opponent with, obviously, Makabu. Um, so Minchu is a good fighter. And you said that Minchu's got to fight who? That's a good fight for Badu. I don't know that Badu could win that fight. He's, he's a little bit on the back half of his career. And... Um, Minchu is a tough, natural cruiserweight. Badu's moving up. I got to see how old is Minchu. What do we got here? Minchu is 34 years old. Um, he's got six losses, three come by KO. And, you know, he's definitely never made it to the heights of a of a uh, Badu Jack. But his losses, you know, they come to Minchu. They come uh, from Usyk. Um, and he even lost to Thomas Astuzian, the South African, 
uh, many years ago on HBO. But Tobias is a good fight. But overlooking the resume one more time, six losses, three by knockout. I don't know. I still don't know if Badu can do it. I mean, Badu has been in some very tough fights with smaller men going back and forth. I don't know that he can do that with a cruiserweight. Uh, Minchu is still a cruiserweight, but he doesn't have a lot of knockouts. He's only got 13 knockouts on his resume, so, you know, that's a damn good fight. I don't know. I wonder who opens up a favorite on that. It should be Badu based off resume. So it's been ordered. You're doing it wrong. That shit sounds horrible. Honestly. I don't put you don't have to put it on, but maybe grab the position different because it sounded weird. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, so they're saying that um Callum Smith will take a tuna fight. Voluntary. Callum Smith will take a tuna fight. Should he win, he will be I mean, he will be the mandatory for better be better beefs taking up. You're not next talking to the mic, brother. That ain't working. All right. Put it on. Um, so it sounds like he's saying that Callum Smith gets an interim fight. That's something no, that they said no, yesterday, Callum but Smith I guess they're using tune-up fight. It's, no, it's not, because that's exactly what it is. It's a tune-up No, but fight. yesterday he used the word voluntary, and then he said. So better be who is a champion is making the voluntary. He will be. Versus who? Whoever he wants. Whoever he chooses. You feel me? And then it'll be Callum, but oh. they made it clear. Uh-oh. So Samson Lewickovich is at the podium right now, and he is uh, arguing for the mandatory position for Saul Canelo Alvarez with David Benavidez. Right now, as you can see on the screen, you got your interim champion, David Benavidez, David Benavidez and you got your silver champion, Ali Akhmadov, and then you got your full current champion, Saul Canelo Alvarez, who failed to show up today. Samson is at the podium right now. Danny is paying attention. We'll find out what he is pushing for. Remember, David Benavidez is scheduled to fight Kettler Plant. So I guess that's our new poll. Will the WBC... Damn. Will the WBC make... Benna, Vitas versus Plant, Canelo, mandatory. It looks like they already did it. I don't even know. No? All right, so I'm putting I'm making the bet. I'm making the I'm making the poll. Mauricio's still talking. He hasn't they haven't decided whether or not they're gonna do it just yet. Danny's getting his mic ready. He looks excited, fellas. Uh-oh, so Mauricio's questioning, does Keller Plant and Benavidez have a confirmed date? Luikovic said it's definitely happening in March. Woo! They did it, baby. So it's confirmed. They did it. It is confirmed. The winner of David Benavides, the, the David Mexican Benavides monster versus, versus Caleb Pant, will be ordered to be. He the, said Canelo's only mandatory next. So, uh oh. 
Samson and Mauricio going back and forth now. Uh-oh. What's going on, Danny? Pay attention. These two were going back and forth yesterday. This is so funny. These two, yo, Samson needs to get on this panel because he, he and, I mean, I guess not, right? Because if he wasn't going at Mauricio, it wouldn't be fun. These two going back at each other is crazy. Now, Sam Samson has now sat down. After being told to sit down again, or was he? <laughs> and what yes. happened? What was Mauricio getting upset for? Well, he's like, we've already agreed. What are you still doing here? <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't mean Canelo will uh -oh, fight Christian them. And, uh, Christian Mabilly's yeah, team? They're, they're, they're petitioning? Now. What position is Christian Mabilly in? I'm trying, I think to, I'm trying to hear. Take your headset off, brother, so I don't uh, mess you up. No, take it off so I don't mess you up. But, yeah, so now it looks like Christian Mabilly's team is petitioning for something. And Daniel, keep us updated on that. We're live at the WBC convention. It's the 60th annual convention here in Acapulco, Mexico. For those that don't know, right there in front of you, he just crossed. I don't know if you got to see that with the uh, teal. That was the manager of Lucas Matisse and uh, I believe of Marcos Maidana um, at one point. Uh, I would have to get his name. But it looks like we got a $5 Super Chat. Alexander Wilson says, from yesterday's ruling, does that mean Bivol can't fight for the WBC belt since he is representing Russia? I don't think that's the case because yesterday they made it clear that Better Beef is, is Canadian. So I'm assuming that uh, Bivol, who doesn't live in Russia, is going to be considered whatever citizen he's from. I mean, yeah, a citizen of whatever country he's living in. Looks like Danny's ready to speak with an update. They were trying to get, and Billy's trying to get, uh, obviously, an eliminator. I think they're number two. So, uh, Maurice was basically saying the timing, that there's no timing because there's somebody ahead of you. So, basically, he's saying we're talking about this time next year at the next convention. And he has now offered the Ali Akhmedov, the silver champ fight. Who is to Mbili. Yes. Oof. Okay, so he gets... He wanted but, an eliminator, but, but we'll he gets see. to fight the silver champ. We'll, we'll see. see. He's Maybe. petitioning to fight the silver champ. We'll see. Will Mauricio oh, no, no. approve? Mar that was Mauricio's suggestion. And we'll see. He will Mabili accept it for a final eliminator? Absolutely. And they give him the caveat. The caveat is, hey, you can't get final eliminated for Canelo. The timeline doesn't match. We'll put you in there with our civil champion Ali Akhmadov, which would be a good fight. Mabili is a good fighter. He's been doing his thing, knocking people out, and definitely making a name for himself. So to have him in there with Ali, that's a that's not a bad fight. We just seen Ali, and he he he's a good fighter. He's a decent fighter. Danny coming back with more info. Yep. So you got your I think the kind uh, the Continental America now the Silver Champ. So there's gonna be Mibili Ali Akhmedov okay. or a uh, secondary eliminator as Caleb and David are ahead. Uh. So it looks like the winner of that fight would be in position. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are now moving to the middleweight division. division, and I have it on rumor that Charlo may be, may be stripped and, 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 and Adamus elevated or Adamus gets mandated as the mandatory. Let's find out what is going to happen. So that's our poll right now. Will. Will. Will the WBC order... Adamus versus Charlo 
So we'll go with something as simple as that, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be a lot more intricate. Uh, Hamza Shariz is somehow the silver champion out of the UK, trained out of Joe Goosen in LA. Then you got interim champion Carlos Adamas and full champion Jamal Charlo. Jamal has not fought in uh, a while and he hasn't had any mandatory defenses so I'm hoping that he does get ordered to fight Adamus or he gets stripped because he has outside issues obviously we've seen the wife and other people come out and say that Charlo won't be available or, or can't fight or may never fight so until he can come out and fully tell us that he is in this 100% I think that we need some clarity in so this division So has asked for representation for Jamal Charlo nobody is here to represent him um, he says that they are unclear of his injury status. Um, now Carlos Adamas is up to make his case. All right. And I, I gave Carlos Adamas a whole prep talk yesterday on what he had to say and how he had to say it. And look, Charlo has no one here. Honestly, you, want, you may not believe this, but if Adamas' speech is good enough, Charlo will be stripped. And Adamas truly just has to tell the WBC – I'm your silver champion, and I'm here. Your full champion isn't here. He didn't even tell you why he's not going to be here. Put him as champion in recess. We know he has out things going on outside of the ring. Let me represent the WBC belt. Let me be your full champion. That's all that he needs to say, and he will have this in the bag because there's no one here. There's no one here. That's sad because let me tell you, yesterday there was someone here for PBC, so... Whoever was here for PBC, don't rock with Jamal because they're not stepping up for Jamal. They stepped up for Lipinets. They stepped up for Cody Crowley. They stepped up for other PBC fighters. Sean Gibbons here. He rocks with PBC. He's here for Michelle Rivera. He's here for Isaac Cruz. Actually, Samson was here for Rivera yesterday. So, you know, a lot going on here, man. This is telling. I'm telling you, the information you get here is crazy. Danny looks like he's ready, but he's not ready. I wish I had a camera on him. He's, like, on and off with the headset. Yeah, so Carlos Adamas just requested to be made mandatory. He says what? he does not want to be elevated uh, to champ. He says he wants to beat the champ, so he's asking for the Jamal Charlo fight. Man, fuck that. Don't, don't, man, you can't beat a dude that, that ain't trying, that they can't fight right now. I hope they deny Adamas the mandatory and elevate him. He literally requested, he literally said, I don't want the belt as an elevation. I want to fight the champion. I respect that, Carlos. I respect it. I swear that I do. But can you guarantee you're going to fight Charlo? Can you guarantee he's going to make it in that ring? Can you guarantee that he's going to make it through that promotion and live up to everything that he needs to do. I'm pretty sure we had another fight scheduled with Charlo that last minute was cut off. And by cut off, I mean um, canceled. What happened? Uh-oh. So, so wait. Danny's looking at me with his mouth wide open. I don't know what just happened, but prepare for some crazy news. Who's talking? So Samson's up there talking, and he's saying how Carlos Adamas, when he fought Juan Montiel, he did not represent the, the Dominican Republic well, not knowing that he had just came back from burying his daughter. So he basically just went up there. So he gave some help, bail for Carlos. To, to help make a case. Shot him some bail. 
So basically, that's what people don't know. That when Mauricio he sent his condolences for obviously uh, Carlos losing his daughter. Uh oh. See, no one knew that he lost his daughter during that camp, and he lost his visa. So he was training in Mexico. Then he had to go from Mexico to Santo Domingo during training camp to bury his daughter. Then he had to fly back to fight and destroy Montiel the way that he did. Um, and that's a story that the WBC is going to want to get behind. Why? Because their blood is green. You know, all the models, you know, bravery, you know, courage, overcoming things, adversity. Uh, that's what they stand for. So, I'm I, again, this is me just talking, being a radio show host, but really I think that he's going to win favor and he'll be elevated. Even though he acts to be the mandatory, I think he will be elevated. Danny's on. He's on it. He's walking over here. Mauricio's talking. So uh, there's still no clear. Yeah, so Carlos just got back on uh, on the mic, and like you were saying, there's still no clear anything right now. They're still talking. Carlos just wanted to go back up there after Samson said something and, you know, just kind of explain to those who maybe didn't know that he was in training camp when his uh, daughter was born. He couldn't be there for his wife. He had to go back to bury his daughter as she did pass away. And how so unfortunate. he said it was a, a very painful moment in his life. So Of course. I'm still waiting to hear Yo, more. Yo, listen, I heard that story from Bob Santos, and, and, and Bob was like, Yo, you want to cancel the fight? You know what he told Bob? He said, Bro, I got three other children that I got to provide for. I can't cancel that fight. He lost a child and said, I got three other that I got to provide for. I can't cancel that fight. So, uh, that's championship mentality right there. That's WBC championship mentality, and I hope they elevated him. Danny coming with the info. Did we get an elevation? We did not get an elevation. What we got is basically clarification that Jamal Charlo um, is still they're, – they're still not clear on his injury status. Nobody's here to represent him. He said once they get that figured, the fight will be ordered as he is a mandatory. So they're giving Charlo more time. He didn't come. Why wouldn't they strip him? They don't even got a representative. What's the, I guess, how long has it been since the last one? What you mean? The last last what? Who, what? What defense he made? What, 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 what mandatory has he had? <sighs> Crazy. Now uh, we are on the super welterweight division, 154. And we got Samson Lewickovich at the podium. So is he going to ask to be the mandatory to Jamel Charlo, the brother of Jamal Charlo. And in that division, Sebastian Fondura is your interim champion. Silver champion is Tony Harris, who is basically Charlo's nemesis. Gave him, uh, you know, two great fights. So right now we're at 154 pounds. It is a undisputed division by Jamel Charlo, but he still has mandatories per sanctioning division. And truth be told, uh, Erickson Lubin had a bunch of eliminators, and then he had another one with Sebastian Fondura. So it's time for the WBC to call an, a, 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 a mandatory. Yeah, you guys are sad talking about that was a skit. <laughs> yeah. You're you're an ultimate fanatic. 
if you find yourself lying that badly, you are a fanatic. But uh, I, I, I choose not to talk about that or post things like that because that I, I'm here to build the sport. That's why I'm all the way in Mexico to learn how these things get done. Um, you know, and 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 even though we thought that we knew how it got done, obviously with Carlos Adamas, he was not able to achieve uh, elevation status of the silver title to full champion. Um, I still believe, you know, he had to he had to sell that case. He had to he had to make a better case. He had to fight hard to say that he will represent the title where Charlo isn't representing it. Uh oh. What's going on? Danny's jumping yo, up and down. Yo, so Sebastian, um, so Samson had offered the fight to Tony Harrison, and Alicia got up to speak on behalf of her uh, trainer, Tony Harrison, says that they're willing to make that fight happen. Uh, wow, so Alicia here to represent Tony Harrison. That's a team right there. Shout out to them. Damn, but, you know, and this is what I'm saying. Like, yo, Jamel and Jamal are getting such favor. Like, how many eliminators did motherfucking Lubin fight? Then he fought a final eliminator with, 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 with Sebastian. Now Sebastian got to fight fucking Tony. Like, when is somebody going to fight the champ? Like, when is somebody going to fight the champ, Fundora man? versus Tony Harrison for the final eliminator. Again? And Lubin fucking Fundora was a final eliminator. Lubin versus someone else was a well, final the thing eliminator. Is, the thing is that Charlo, fuck, Charlo's man? fighting Zoo anyway. And, and Samson said, we're taking a fight, and we want it to be against one of the top guys. We want Tony Harrison. We haven't heard back. That's when Alicia got up there. So this is what Samson and Fandora wanted. They, they wanted a, a fight? No, they want a fight because they know they can't get the champ. Well, Ain't nobody going to break up the, the January 28th fight. Well, but no, because that's a mandatory defense. Mauricio just said that when that fight was made uh, for the WBO mandatory, that the agreement was that the WBC mandatory fight would be next. So Samson is petitioning for his fighter to be made that mandatory. He said, I, we want a top 10 fight in February, March. We've offered Tony Harrison no response. Alicia Bumgarner, unified champ at 130, gets up there to represent on behalf of her trainer and says... We're willing and want that fight. All right. Listen, of course I'm upset, Talk Trends. I don't care what they want. I want what's best for the sport. Why the fuck do we want the interim champion and yet another eliminator? Make him the mandatory. Now, I get it. Scheduling-wise, Jamel Charlo has a fight in January. And obviously, Fondora can't just sit around waiting all his life. So, an interim fight in the top 10 that is meaningful makes sense. But of course I'm mad. How many fucking eliminators have happened in that division? How m Yo, we had Kevin Cunningham on the show. We know that Lubin had numerous eliminators. Numerous eliminators, okay? So then his final was with Fundora. So yeah, of course I'm a little upset. What do you want from me, you know? But we're in the welterweight division. Let's, Let's go. Not remember, though, it is it is hard because when you're an undisputed champ, you got four belts to defend. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, but I like the fight, champ. I so, like the fight. So my, so we got silver champion Florian Markle. So what we got to do is Will Thurman versus Spence 
be mandated. Let's see. Because we are in the welterweight division. They're showing you a picture of Earl Spence Jr., who is your full champion. Florian Mark, who is your silver champion, which is insane to me. How'd he become silver? Who'd he beat? Uh-oh. The DC have now ordered Earl Spence versus Keith Thurman. Mm. So there's your fight. And it seems like Roberto Diaz getting up. No, no comments. And that's it. That's it. Damn, so so much for Roberto Diaz's fake I want Thurman fight uh, yesterday. I told uh, I told my, my audience, bro. Everybody said, yo, you heard Ir Virgil and Thurman. Virgil and Thurman. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's that? Mauricio currently wishing Marv Nation. Um, great success. As they are at the 140-pound division, the title is vacant. The title's being fought for on his card, Regis Cepeda, um, here in a few weeks. So, Mauricio acknowledging that, that he took he a very big, big risk, risk in winning a big purse bid. He's wishing him the best, and congratulations. Shout out to Marv, man. Marv Nation actually is, you know, interested in making that Shadeja Green versus Raquel Miller fight. Yo, I've been telling y'all about Shadeja for so long, and she's finally getting her just due. Hannah Gabriels came up to her out here like, yo, champ, I would love to fight you one day. And I'm like, champ, you could do that. You could weigh in at 176, put mittens on her ass, and be a two-time champ. You know what I'm saying? But she so wants to Mauricio handle that business with French. reiterating that the winner – of Regis versus Cepeda uh, will be ordered to face mandatory Jose Ramirez. Mm. And that was something that wasn't popular yesterday. People did not like that Ramirez was re-ranked. He was dropped to sixth and bounced back up to three, and people were not happy. Yeah, Thurman versus Marku would have been made. Are you kidding me? Al Heyman ain't fucking allowing Thurman to go fight no damn Florian Marku, man. You kidding me? Thurman ain't fighting no Florian Marku. Thurman fighting your boy, Earl Spence Jr. So the WBC have now ordered Teofimo Lopez versus Sandor Martin uh -oh. as an eliminator. So they would be next up after Jose Ramirez. Let's see if that happens because that's match room and versus top rank. Top rank. Top rank uh, let's not forget yesterday that they wanted clarification on Teofimo statuses. Top rank came back today, said that he is available for whatever the WBC orders oh, wow. after so his December fight against Jose Pedraza. Mm. Damn, so you get Pedraza Lightweight next. division now. Wait, wait. So, so, so okay. So, so Pedraza, then Sandor Martin. Well, he has Pedraza That's already not, scheduled. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. I, get, no, I know yeah. that. And uh, he had one tune-up already back? Let me look up uh, Tio Lopez. And let's see. Because he just fought somebody. Trying to, you know, can't remember, obviously. But we will pull that up. Here we go. Box rack. Uh-oh. So the current division, we're now at 135. They got the silver champion, Isaac Cruz. Bill Haney is supposed to be here. And he said he's with all the smoke. If they order Isaac, they want it. If they order Loma, they want it. So, you. Yeah. 
They're going over Devin Haney's uh, rise. Yeah, basically just uh, giving him his flowers, saying how he trusted the process and has been part of the WBC family, you know, from throughout the youth from, title. You know, from the beginning. So Pedro Campas was Tio's last fight. So he'll get Pedro Campas, Jose Pedraza, and then a final eliminator with Sandor Martin. Those are three good fights to get you back in the mix, get you back, you know, where you were in terms of confidence and, you know, rhythm, timing, you know. Those are good fights for him. Uh, the Pedraza fight will teach him something, and then the Sandor Martin will be that test possibly. Uh, Mauricio just saying that, Sometimes in the sport, fighters, prospects get rushed and that they're never the same and they never live out to their full potential. He said that that hasn't been the case with Devin, and he believes Tev Devin to be a world champion for many years to come. He called him a superstar, actually. Um, so let's see w what comes of this lightweight rankings. Yeah, man. I wanna Give me Isaac Cruz versus Devin Haney or Isaac Cruz versus Lomachenko final eliminator. Let's get it. So we are at the WBC convention, and uh, this is the mandatory defenses so far. Thurman versus Earl Spence Jr. has been mandated. Um, Tobias Minchu versus Badu Jack has been mandated. Uh, so those are some decent fights. Uh, uh, Sebastian Fondura versus Tony Harrison, that's been mandated. That's a good fight. You know? So, happy we came. Happy we were able to get this information. Don't forget, November 13th on zone, you got the return of Money Mayweather. So, if you don't have zone, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and put that link in the description. Don't forget to get it, at least for the month of November, to get your Mayweather Deji pay-per-view or access. You can use our link. We get a small kickback for telling you guys how to purchase DAZN. And DAZN, you know, sends us a little sign so we can buy water. Yeah, I mean, so it looks like Danny's about to grab the headset. He must have some information for us. And then he took him off as Mauricio has now commenced to speak. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to help grow, and we're going to the floor with Danny. So as far as the lightweight division is concerned, that's here at the WBC 60th Annual Convention. No mandatory will be ordered, as um, Mauricio Suleiman is saying, that he is under the impression that Devin Haney and Lomachenko are in negotiations. No confirmation just yet. But um, Samson got up there, and he's like, well, look, the – Devin is an undisputed champ, and we need fighters to remain busy. So he's he's suggesting possibly a a, a tournament between the top four ranked uh, fighters in the lightweight division. Now, so Don Majeski has been um, told to put get, something together to, to to get something, um, you know, just an answer on Devin as far as whether that fight's happening, and so he said five minutes. Yeah, because Don Majeski's actually with top rank. Someone's yelling. Uh-oh, it's Samson again. Uh-oh, what happened? Samson just cursed. Samson just accused Mauricio of giving him cheap tequila. So 
they have a they have a great banter these two you know they go back and forth it's it's great banter with them i love it so they're pausing until they get confirmation from Don Majeski's top rank Don Majeski is here to represent top rank and uh he'll get on the horn with them and let them know that they need to give an update as to uh you know what's going to happen with Devin Haney. I'm sure Top Rank is going to say we're trying to do the Lomachenko fight, which will then allow the WBC to get something going in that lightweight division. I don't know that the tournament is an answer when you got so many fighters on different platforms. That was an issue with Devin, Tio, and others when they tried the, 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 the tournament. So... For those of you tuned in on YouTube, make sure to smash that like button. Make sure you are subscribed. We do appreciate everybody. So if you guys are watching, they have moved on to the 130-pound division, the super featherweight, uh, super featherweight division. The title is vacant. Um, Os Osaki Foster has been ordered um, to face Ray Vargas, the 126-pound champ who put in a special request to move up mm. to fight for that vacant. So although they have moved on to 130, I just want to be clear. They the lightweight ordered. division has not. It's on hold. It's on hold for right the, now. We're waiting for a response. Back. Don is back. So Don has the response. I'm going to text Bill because he's supposed to have been here. So I just text Bill because he 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 swore he was gonna be here. I don't know what happened, man. He did say he 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 would get around one, so that is a little unfortunate as that's probably gonna be after they're done with the lightweights. And Ray Vargas just uh, got up there and spoke, thanking the WBC for allowing his special request as champion. How you doing? As yes, as champion to move on up to fight Osaki Foster for that vacant title. So. We'll be seeing that. I don't know when. I don't think they've, they they have a date or anything I like think that. they do because Oshaki's with Probellum. Richard Schaefer's here, and he's actually talking. You might want to pay attention okay. and see if he's going to announce that now because Richard Schaefer is here. And uh, once again, if you're not tuned in, if you're not hitting that thumbs up, you're doing a disservice to the show. You want to help us grow. You want to keep us the number one boxing podcast. And guess what? You want WBC to invite us back so we can keep giving you this coverage. And I want to be invited back. So please share this episode. Put this out there to others that don't know that we're here live covering the WBC convention. I'm going a full screenshot. Let me know if you guys prefer this look over anything else. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep working here. Um, so we are now currently still on the 130-pound division. Um, and we're just waiting to see can we get some more clarification. But let's see. Sounds like. Who is that on the podium? Uh-oh, is Danny coming back? Okay, so that's Richard Schaefer on the left. Rocky Hernandez. Rocky, uh, Richard Schaefer's fighter, Rocky Hernandez, has been... Named uh, the mandatory for who? 
So he uh, the mandatory for the win of Ray Vargas versus Oshaki Foster. Damn. Hernandez. Let's see who's that. I don't remember Rocky Hernandez. He's from Mexico. No, that's not him. You said it. Rocky Hernandez? Samson back at the po at the microphone talking about tequila. Can you ask him if it's Ed Eduardo Hernandez? Because I'm finding um, it, it, it must. Mauricio just suggested that 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 Samson might still be drunk. Uh so. The person you're talking about is Eduardo Hernandez. Rocky is his nickname. He is el campeón latino américo y campeón mundial juvenil de la WBC. But they say CMB. Um, but yeah, he's super pluma, which is definitely the 130. So I'll give you guys a screen share. This is the Richard Schaefer fighter that is in question, and we'll just show you that in just a sec. Remember, I'm also wanting your opinions as to screen. Do you want full screen or not? And that is Dawn's the picture. back. This is the picture of Eduardo Rocky Hernandez. He has been mandated to fight the winner of Ray Vargas versus Oshaki Foster after that fight is done. This is a Richard Schaefer fighter. And let's be real, so is Oshaki Foster, who's with Probellum. So, you know. Danny's so back. Don has confirmed that Haney Lomachenko is a yes and that Top Rank is willing for Shakur to participate in any sort of tournament in that lightweight Holy division smokes. as he is ranked number three. Breaking news. Shakur opens up number three. In Lord. the lightweight rankings, and Don confirmed that Top Rank is open and willing for wow. some sort of tournament or anything like that. Let's see what the WBC recommends. So I, I did make a question asking you guys, did you want the full screen? Uh-oh. Danny coming back with his mouth Stevenson wide. Stevenson versus Pitbull Cruz has been ordered as a final eliminator. Holy shit. At the lightweight division. That was an amazing fight. Is Gibbons gonna? Is Gibbons gonna see if Gibbons is getting up? Is he gonna denounce it? Is he so Mauricio has confirmed Shakur Stevenson versus Pitbull. Chris Where's Sean Gibbons? Eliminator. If you see him, point him, bring him, send him over. We gotta sit his ass down. Right. Wow, that's insane. Shakur Stevenson versus Pitbull Cruz. Boom, that's big news right there. That's big, big news. I got to tweet that out. That's big news. Amazing. Tell me what you guys think about that fight in the chat, please. That is a great fight. I cannot wait. I wonder how long they take to make that fight for us. 
Hey, Rach. Yo, what do you think about them ordering Shakur versus Isaac? Wow. I mean, I think everyone was shocked. But I, I mean, he kind of put himself in that position uh, when, you know, Top Rank said, hey, um, he's willing to do whatever. Ever. Like, so when you say you're willing to do whatever, they're going to toss you, you know, to whoever is up in there to make sure that you're getting the best competition for that, that, uh, that position. So we got here. What? <laughs> Looks like Danny got another update. Calm down, buddy. This is a good one. What's Steph up? Steph Fulton has been ordered to, to face, face Rice Elling? No, to face Figueroa at 26 for that for that uh, vacant title. Or, or final eliminated to Ray, it seems. So he's moving up? That's what he just said. Damn. Because Fulton is 22. He's moving up. That's a good fight, too, though. Can't complain. Up. Yo, pay attention. Make sure he's Turn not going to. Turn me down. Make sure Sean Gibbons isn't going to protest that, that final eliminator. Who's the accent? Does he represent Danny? Okay. Sorry for the dead air, but uh, we're just trying to pay attention. And I'm also trying to post this amazing news of Shakur, let me tell you. Because that's a great fight. Yeah, well, I'll talk. So this has been such an interesting uh, movement here for at real? the convention. Um, amazing fights that are going to happen, you know. So, I mean, they also talked about how they were um, – saddened about the whole Spence and, and Crawford mm -hmm. negotiations. But I do like how, you know, Mauricio s stood fast on not really pushing and, like, hating into any mandatories. Mm -hmm. um, so that what they had talked about on the, the past conventions about wanting to work together and yep. not trying to pull the belts apart again. So, I mean. I yeah, and they did it with Jamel Charlo. They ordered Sebastian Fondura to fight Tony Harrison instead of making the mandatory and ruining the fight with uh, Jamel and Costa Zoo, excuse me, Tim Zoo. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they've been ordering some damn good fights this uh, today, for sure. What'd you In think? 2023. What did you think <laughs> about um, the Earl Thurman announcement? I mean, you know, that was already kind of talked about, so it didn't surprise me. Um, what surprised me is that, remember yesterday during the rankings, um, Ortiz was trying to get in a position where he could, he would have to. But then his team didn't even petition did, and today. that's what I was going to say. So the point of you going to the ratings was so you rate there, and then you're stating that, hey, tomorrow I'm going to come and, and exactly. I'm going to stop that and say, no, I don't think so. And yet his team wasn't here. I mean, that's the thing is, like, when you don't have the representation, um, if there was anything about Charlo 
and there was no one here to speak for him, like you lose your positioning. And he didn't either. He should have gotten stripped. Carlos Adamas was here. He's the silver. He's defending. Um, we don't know what's up with Charlo. I'm not hating on him, but we just don't know what's up. I think there always has to be some type of representation, and I was glad um, that Alicia was able to speak up. For Tony. For Tony. That was say, actually amazing. That's great, though. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, unless you're texting someone like, hey, I know you're there. Can you please, like, stand for me, right? Mm -hmm. So it looks like Danny has some information. Yeah, champ. So Luis Neri versus Aza Hovinizian from Armenia have been ordered as the final eliminator at 122. David Picasso, no relation to Picasso himself, has been ordered to fight Raiz Alim. Uh, winners of those. Isn't two that the Picasso winners, you was looking at the other day? Winners of those two fights will uh, face each it? other. <laughs> you showed me a Picasso, and you're like, who's? <laughs> oh no, no, oh, yeah. no, no, no! Actually, that was. Uh, Lady at a at a Sevo for for uh, Danny's wife, uh, but is that division though? One twenty six. Remember, she was looking up for people oh, yeah, to yeah. fight Rajan Chance. This is insane because that name came up. So they, I guess, maybe they were offered that. No, isn't that Rajan's nickname is Picasso? That's why she said, "Wouldn't it be funny if they have to fight each other?" Oh, because they can fight Picassos. for the name. Yeah. So right now we are at the one fifteen division. So. Maloney's uh, going up. Let's see what happens. So, um, my producer is telling me we need to make this poll. Will the Shakur fight happen? I'm going to say yes, especially with Top Rank coming out here and having John Majeski represent them and saying that they are open to do anything with Shakur in the 130-pound, even if that's a um, tournament. And the WBC granted the champion the privilege of not having to go through a tournament. Like, why would you need to go through a tournament? You, 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 you were unified. You were, you were the, the, the man that beat the man in the division below. They understand your skills. So, you know, they uh, put you in there against Isak Cruz. That is a great fight. And let me tell you, it's a common opponent with Tank. If Top Rank understands what they're doing, they will allow that fight to give Shakur that barometer. He does something special to Isaac that Tank couldn't do, and we will be begging for that Shakur versus Tank fight. You best believe. So, yes, we are at the WBC convention. If you haven't already smashed that thumbs up button, go ahead and do so. I took it from 181 to 182. You can do the same. Don't forget to smash it. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel right here at youtube.com forward slash the boxing voice. This is the voice of the people. And we do have people on Twitter. We have people on Twitter space. You know, uh, I'm actually going to take some callers. That's what I'm going to do while Danny's listening. I'm going to take some calls. If you want to request to speak, go ahead and do so on Twitter spaces. I'll bring you in to hear what you got to say. We're talking all the mandations that have been going on right here at the WBC convention today is the mandatory defenses at the annual convention in Acapulco, and we're trying to bring you all the news of it. Uh, let's see. Our poll is out. Already 98 votes, and 58% of the people say yes. Uh, Shakur will fight Pitbull Cruz. Uh-oh. Some funny business going on. Richard Schaefer 
uh, Representative Donaire and Team Maloney are going back and forth right now. Things are getting interesting. So Team Team Donaire and Maloney's going back and forth. Don Majeski, man, you guys, I, I'm going to get Don on the show. Um, you guys, you don't even understand how the power that this man has in this sport. Um, and we didn't even know. You know, I mean, obviously, the, the, the people in this room, the ones that's supposed to know, they know. Uh, we just got hit. As you can hear, his voice is very prominent in this convention throughout. Uh-oh, Rachel's coming back hot. What's going on, Rach? Rach about to fill us in. What's going on? So, we're okay now, but literally we're at the ratings. They were playing nice uh, because we were coming for Maloney, right, at yeah. the number one. And then now they come in and say, oh, well, I want to be talked about as the champion. Like, and, and we're talking about what ifs, right, and when Inoue decides to move up. And they just tried to position themselves that he would be elevated to the first champion. I'm like, no, he's a silver champion. He's not going to get elevated when, when Naoya moves up. So he wanted to be elevated without fighting. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, and wow. Like, have a better positioning against Nonito. And they're like, oh, we'll fight you, whatever. And Richard's like, we had this agreement. WBC already said that Nonito and Jason will fight for the vacant. No one's going to have a higher positioning in the matter. It's just about, you know, the promotions and the purse bid. But they literally, I knew that they were going to come up. That's why they were holding their number one position yesterday so hard. And that's why Richard was like, wait. But you still, get the, you still get a vacant title shot versus Jason Maloney. Yes, correct. And Nui is supposed to vacate when? Uh, after he fights Paul Butler. Okay. So what's your timeline? When do you think Nonito and Maloney are in the ring? Um, I mean, literally, we're weeks away, right, from that fight. December 7th, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so you have that one um, that, that's really soon. And then once that happens, I believe he's going to vacate. And when it, I'm looking at probably late spring. Okay. You know. Let me go see what Nonito says. For sure. <laughs> Thanks for the update. Looks like Donaire's back. And uh, now he and his wife uh, slash manager will talk over what was just mandated and handed down by the WBC convention. We are on the current 118-pound weight division, Nayua Anue versus Jason Maloney. Or excuse me, and Jason Maloney both on there. You got your current champion and your silver champion. Silver champion has now been uh, ordered to face what looks like or not order, but there is an agreement with the WBC and the promoters that Maloney and Donaire will face each other after the Paul Butler Inoue fight. But looks like I got my co-host Ring walking next to me. What up? Champ, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. More stuff going How we looking? On. I think this is it for me. After 118, you know I check out. Yeah, I guess so, I could stick for well, 115. Just, yeah, so what has been decided as the talks are that Inoue will be moving up mm -hmm. and vacating his After titles. the Butler fight. Correct. So they have just ordered Sauron Visai. Danny, get the other headset. You left it over there. Oh. 
So, Champ, man, how'd you feel about Maloney? Did he did he switch up on you? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Okay, good. You hear yourself? Yeah, I don't hear myself, but I, I, I'm good. I'm good. Who's this one? Now? Oh, there it is. Okay. There it is. Perfect. That's, that sounds nice. <laughs> Zoom out. So, so, how'd you feel about Maloney, man? I thought you guys had a... Hold on. I got a little head. There you go. <laughs> I thought you guys had an agreement, man. We did. We did. And that's why, you know, I was just chilling here for a little bit. And then Richard, I just saw Richard over there uh, coming to the front. And the other guys coming to the front with Maloney. And I'm like, okay, something's up. So I went over there. And then they tried to pull a fast one um, by stating that if, if, uh, if, if, um, and no, and no way it moves if it, up, no, it moves up, they would be crowned champions. Elevated. Like yeah. So he wanted to be elevated. Yeah. He didn't even want to fight you. Yeah. Or well, no, he wanted no. to be elevated to well, fight you as the champion. Well, they wanted to take that advantage because I would be the guy oh. behind it, right? So if they if they have the call, then they have pretty much all the promotional rights for everything. And, mm. you know, it's it, everything else is always going to be um, uh, a tug of war between promoters. And not just that, but the purse split would be different as he'd be champion, correct? Yes, yep. yes. and that's what me and Richard try to go out there. Richard try to fight and, and uh, state that, you know... Whatever, whatever it may be, has to be the way it was yesterday. Has to be, um, has to be kept. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we tried to fight. And and as you can see, we went out there uh, with the face-off, stating that what was done yesterday. Oh, I think this is the uh, mandatory for um for Estrada. the 115. So, and I'm you're like, gonna be at that I'm, fight I, now. Yeah, that, that's also an opportunity for me. Uh oh. Look how exciting it is, man. They got to get up and run. You just never know. Oh, my God. He's literally running. Could just, did y'all see that? I don't know if y'all seen that. He was literally running. Like, really running, running, running. Oh, okay. So, we're at 115. You know I'm about to check out after this. It's over. I ain't going any lower than that. Like, 108 and all that is not where I'm at. You know what I mean? Um, but this is, it is packed, man. I'm going to give you this other view here. Uh-oh, we got Rage back. So uh, I need you to fill me in because Nonito was saying that this is also an opportunity or a possibility for you guys at 115, and he just jumped out of here and ran down there. Yeah, so they were trying to position themselves again. Uh, of course, the uh, Jason was talking on behalf of Andrew um, this time, uh, requesting to be the mandatory position and being the next for Estrada, uh, mm. for the winner of Chocolatito Estrada. But as we discussed yesterday, which I feel like right now we're having short-term memory, mm -hmm. um, they had already gave uh, told Matchroom that the winner of this fight has a voluntary defense, but they were trying to push their mandatory position. Okay. So Richard and Onito went back had up to there. to reiterate <laughs> it. We discussed this so yesterday. So you guys may be that voluntary is what you're saying. I mean. Okay. That works. That works. The best works. position for Nonito to have is have these options, right? Absolutely. And um, but again, I think we have short-term memory, or they're hoping people are not taking notes. So uh, it's been uh, really, really interesting. <laughs> I don't think I have to get up anymore and run to <laughs> the stage. Well, I'm out of here after this. Cause, nope, uh, what is this? This is. Um, One twelve now. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he hit me. He texted me and said that uh, Majeski represents them. So I guess he's not making it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I think this is it for me. McWilliams, Arroyo. All right. I like Julio Cesar Martinez. Is he still trained with Eddie Eddie Reynoso? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Time to have a drink. (laughs) Right. <laughs> My freaking! I was cool throughout the whole thing, and then as soon as Nonita's division come, divisions wow. come up. So what's next? Because they said this is going on till four, and we're pretty much done. Then we're good. We have a free afternoon. I know. We can go cliff diving. We got to go to the pool. I haven't even gotten in that pool at all. I haven't seen anything besides the hotel. You said what? Okay. Well, I guess that's it, man. I mean, let me see. I got to get to these Super Chats. Obviously, you don't want to leave anybody behind. It looks like uh, we got a few. And we got a few callers there on Twitter space. If you guys want to call in, want to give us any of your thoughts on uh, whether, you know, any of these, these fights that were mandated, you know, if you want anything, we definitely have um, some time for that. And maybe I'll scout the room, get a couple of other people to sit down before I close out. I want to do. I want to get uh, Sean Gibbons over here for sure. Okay, you get him. I'm not getting him. <laughs> That's right. I I'll forgot you guys. If, let me see if Richard's available for you. That'll be great. That'll be great. Thank you. Champ, be careful down there. Don't, don't, don't turn my show off trying to charge your phone. All right, we got Isaias Hernandez. He says... Pack on me. So he sent us a fat 20 dub, and we're going to definitely drink a pack or smoke a pack. And we got Brandon Lance, $2 Super Chat. He says, getting word Pitbull will pull out with heartworms. Scary. Are you trying to insinuate something? I got Lockett, $2 Super Chat. He says, Pop Belly versus Shakur is a hell of a fight. Uh, Bang emoji, money emoji, bomb emoji. I don't know why you call him Pop Belly. You mean Pit Bull? Like, damn. Cameron Russell, $10 Super Chat, says, if it happens, Spence is going to let Thurman go to purse bid so Thurman catches the L for minimum paper. I think that already happened. By being the mandatory, you're only due to a mandatory split, champ, and the champ gets more than the challenger. We got Lockett says, yo, Samson about to throw a chair. <laughs> yeah, Samson really likes to get down. Alexander Wilson, he says, from yesterday's ruling, does that mean Bivol can't fight the WBC? Oh, we read that and answered that. Mike Wilkins says, what's up, y'all? Love watching y'all do, love what y'all doing. Woke up this morning to a crazy Earl Spence video, just wondering if y'all saw that TBV all day. You know I saw it. I see everything. But, um, you know, not everything needs to be promoted. I don't care about that. That's his personal life. Harold. Have a seat, Harold. Let me introduce you to my audience. I need to introduce you to this guy, ladies and gentlemen. We've got about 590 people watching right now. This is the nephew of uh, Marisha Suleiman, Harold Suleiman, and he's actually been so helpful and just a nice guy. And then it was like, you know, you would assume because of the last name Suleiman, he's trying to get into this company and be a part of the he, he does his own thing. He's you're literally only here voluntarily exactly. helping your your family, man. So I wanted to obviously introduce you because you've been so serviceful to us and, and just a genuine nice person. So, uh, yeah, and I know my audience were 96% males. I love cars and imports. Oh, my God, they're bringing Richard Schaefer, Harold. I'm going to – I have to get Richard on, Harold. But uh, 
where can they follow you, man? Because I know you're into imports and, and cars as well. It's not just boxing for you. Well, as I well, as Nestor is telling you guys, I'm a lot into cars, I'm a mechanic, I own my shop, so whatever you need, I'm on Instagram, so <laughs> how how can they find you on Instagram? Well, let me my username is Sulaiman slash performance slash mx like mx is from mexico mx and you deal obviously you're a mechanic but you deal in what kind of cars imports or Absolutely muscle anything okay. muscle cars are like pretty much from everywhere japanese british i don't care i will work for you all right well harold man thank you so much oh, i just wanted you, to Nestor. introduce and put a face to the voice because i've been telling them all about you we're gonna sit richard schaefer down and we appreciate you brother i greatly appreciate it all right thank see you, you nester thank you <laughs> All right, well, there you have it, brother. That is Harold Suleiman, and I wanted to introduce him to you guys, obviously, as, uh, you know, he has been very serviceful here at the WBC convention for the 60th annual convention, and he's been helping out so much. And like I said, he volunteered to do this, being a, you know, having his own business. But we have Richard Schaefer here with us. How are you, Richard? I'm good. Thank you. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to see you here and happy to see you get up and defend your fighter and, uh, you know, lobby for him, man. Um, it seemed like Jason Maloney wanted to be elevated to full champion. Uh, it wasn't really Jason. Jason seems to be a very delightful young man. I think it's his promoter, you know, who just tried to pull the fast one, and it didn't work. You know, you can't, like, it just was a, was a ridiculous request. But I'm not surprised, looking at who his promoter is. Mm. So, uh... Obviously, you didn't just come for Nonito. Uh, did you get everything accomplished that you wanted to? Yeah, no, I think it's important for a promoter to be here at these conventions. And, uh, you know, uh, it is a long trip. Uh, it's not easy to get here to Acapulco, as you know. It is. Once you're here, it's nice. It's a bit humid, you know, but it's okay. But it's important to be here and, and, and meet the people, be here, give the respect to Mauricio and to WPC, and obviously look out for your fighters. And that's what I did yesterday at the ratings and today at the mandatories. And yes, I got everything accomplished. We have some great fights. We have Regis Progre fight for the WBC fight, world title against Cepeda. We have, um, we, we have Oshaki Foster fighting for the WBC world title against Ray Vargas. Um, we got uh, Nonito fighting uh, if he knew he works up for the vacant uh, world title WBC against uh, Maloney. So the we and we got so all of our other guys ranked in the rankings, moving them up, standing up for them and making a case for them. And that's the battle I fight outside of the ring because I know the fighters I represent, they know how to fight inside the ring. So, um, you know, we make a great team. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very excited for Oshaki Foster in the Ray Vargas fight. Obviously, that was something that was agreed to before the convention, but made official here. Uh, what's your thoughts on that fight? Well, it's a great fight, and I mean, it's a great division as well. And look what I did today. I got uh, our other fighter in that same division, Eduardo Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Hernandez. Ro Eduardo Rocky Hernandez, named as the mandatory for the winner of that fight. So, you know, this is, this is what it's about. It's a loaded division. It's a great division. And uh, I think that particular fight, it's fireworks. I mean, Ray Vargas is a very talented fighter. He's undefeated. Absolutely. He has a very, very difficult, uh, bit of an awkward style. But Oshaki Foster, man, that guy is just loves to fight. Uh, he has that will to win. Uh, he's so fired up. He's training. He's ready. And he will be world champion. 
So I, I, I have to ask you about the welterweight division. You obviously have the WBA champion, uh, regular, uh, Amantis Thanonius. Uh, you didn't position for anything for him here. Is it because he holds some sort of WBA title and, and, and he can't be considered in these rankings? Yes. Uh, the, the rule is that if you are uh, a champion in another division, you cannot be ranked in, uh, in, in, another, in, in, in a different division. Uh, uh, sorry, sanctioning organizations. So basically, if you are a WBA champion, you are no longer eligible to be ranked by the WBC or by the IBF or by the WBO. And so there was no point for me to uh, to stand up here. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, and by the way, uh, Monty Stanionis is already the mandatory uh, to uh, Aero Spence. Uh, this is a position which was communicated to us uh, by the WBA, by the board, um, over a year ago that he is the mandatory for that title uh, since Spence participated in a unification bout um, we Amantis decided to step aside and allow Spence to fight Ugas and um, can you educate us there because uh, that's the discrepancy we have kay. when a fighter accepts step aside does he lose his mandatory status or turn to that mandatory no he does not he does not but you know there is like so basically in boxing what you have, if you are the mandatory, that means you're the next in line to fight for the world title, mm -hmm. or for whatever, whatever title it is. You're the mandatory challenger. And that mandatory position can and is enforced by the sanctioning organization and by the team which is representing the fighters. However, there is only one exception which generally takes precedent over the mandatory, which basically trumps a mandatory, and that is a unification mm. bout, meaning when the champion of one organization wants to fight the champion of another organization. So in this particular case, uh, the WBC world champion Spence wanted to fight the WBA world champion Ugas, uh, in a unification bout, and unification bouts generally trump uh, these mandatories. So now, for example, if uh, Spence would have fought Crawford, that was a unification, then that would have um, pushed the mandatory from Stanionis against Spence in second position, mm -hmm. because the first position would have been to fight for all four belts between Spence and Crawford. But now that didn't happen, right? Yep. So now Emanti Stanionis is in the position as the mandatory challenger to challenge Errol Spence for the world title. And that's what we are waiting for. We're waiting on word. Uh, I don't really know what Spence is going to do. Uh, I'm not his promoter or his advisor. Um, you hear different things. You hear that um, he might move up in weight. Um, uh, you, there are rumors out there that he might want to fight Terman, which I think could was not just ordered. Yes, but you know that would be a problem because, because you guys are first. We are first, you know. So now we'll have to see how this whole thing uh, plays and, out. And yeah. that could be worked out with more step aside money. There are different ways. If there are different ways. There di in the end of the day, it's going to come down to what the fighter wants. Mm -hmm. You know, if the fighter is going to say no. Um, I'm not going to step aside, uh, I want to fight next, then that's a position which would have to be legally enforced mm -hmm. against the relevant sanctioning organization. But if the fighter in this particular case, Don Jonas, would say, look, um, what would be the step aside, what is the deal, who would I fight, when would I fight, and all that, and if something can be worked out, then 
ultimately that's not up to me that mm -hmm. is up to the fighter Absolutely. my job is my job is uh like i've you've seen today to move my fighters into those positions and once they're in those positions it's going to be up to them do they want to fight do they want to wait do they want to step aside that's up to the fighter not up to me Absolutely. So you can't really tell us who Stenonius will fight next until Spence makes a decision. Yeah, exactly. And then we have to, uh, you know, Spence's team certainly has to communicate with us um, what they want to do. They can't just go and announce a tournament fight. Mm -hmm. They can't because we have written written verifications and letters that a Monty Stanionis is next. So they can't right. just ignore it. As a matter of fact, if they would just ignore it, which I know they won't, um, they're respectful people, that would be extremely disrespectful mm -hmm. um, to a Monty Stanionis. Well. So we'll have to see. I think, look, this whole thing is going to play out. We know who Crawford is going to fight. Now Spence is going to fight. So we really don't know. I mean, is he going to fight Terman? You know, I, I don't know. Is he going to fight? Uh, is he going to move up? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, or is he going to do what he really should do is uh, to fight uh, Emanti Stanionis, who has been uh, the mandatory for over a year, has been patiently waiting, and in addition to that, made the right thing for Spence by allowing him to fight Ugas. Mm -hmm. So now is Spence going to be returning that favor Emantis did, or is he just going to step all over Emantis? And if he does that, then it's going to be up to Amantis to see, does he want to fight it or, or is he going to step aside? That's not going to be up to me. My last question, I know you're a busy man, is uh, obviously, you know, the WBC, their premise seems to be that they care, that they want to help, they want to better not only the sport but the world. So I'm going to go to something cliche and, and hope that, you know, Rival promoters can come together. People that don't talk can once again talk, and I'm bringing that up to say, have you opened those lines with communication with, with Top Rank so uh, that you guys can do uh, business look, again? I have a great relationship with Eddie Hearn. I have a great relationship with Frank Warren. I have a great relationship with Tom Brown and with Al Heyman. And, uh, I've had uh, recently conversations with Oscar and his team as well, uh, Eric Gomez and... Uh, spent some time here with um, Roberto Diaz as well. Marv Nation Marv now. Marv Nation, you know, I mean, and many of the international promoters as well uh, uh, from from Belgium, from France, from England, from, from Argentina, from all over the world. I like to work with other promoters because, um, you know, we all have one goal, which is to elevate the sport. Um, with Top Rank, I just always had a bit of difficult time to... Um, be on the same page, uh, but I have a I have a good relationship with um, Todd Dubuff, and um, you know if so if something needs to be done, I'll pick up the phone and I call Todd, and Todd calls me. So we we I have no no problem as long as everything is done right and fair, and um, you know like what happened today. This was just that's not that's not right. You know mm -hmm. you don't you don't just go and try to um, basically stick it to Donito. That's just, that's just, that's just not, not you know, there's, no, there's no need for that, for this gamesmanship, you know. And that's what I don't like, you know. And that's when I get really, really uh, pissed off, you know, because that's, that's just not right. And I will always do the right thing for the fighters and stand up for them. And that's, fighters know that, by the way. And you can ask any fighter, 
what they think about me and they're all going to tell you this is a guy who looks out for his fighters and that's ultimately what it is because without the fighters what are we there's mm -hmm. no sport you know Absolutely. you won't have the show no. i won't be a promoter without the fighters so we have to there won't be no convention there would be no convention there would be no need for wbc mm -hmm. it starts and it ends with the fighters and that's why we have to treat them right uh, I know I said my last one. This is totally the last one. I feel like you were at your height when it was you, Oscar, and Al. You know, 2012, 13, those years were amazing fights. I mean, you, you put Danny and Matisse on the undercard of Canelo Mayweather. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that until the Don King days. That being said, how far is Richard Schaefer and Probellum from a network deal? I want well, you to you get know, a network look, deal. I mean, I look back at those days as well. Uh, they were they were the heydays, the glory days of boxing. Mm -hmm. We had, I mean, we had Canelo and Flo and Canelo and Sugar Shane Mosley on the Floyd Mayweather undercard. Uh, we had split you side, know, right? I mean, yeah, no, 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 same side. You know, so we 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 just like I loaded up these these pay-per-views and the pay-per-view price was like 49 50 bucks you know not 80 or 90 bucks so and there really is like because if you if you're a fight fan and you're gonna say you know what i'm gonna stay at home i'm gonna invite some fight friends we have a barbecue have some drinks and i'm gonna be committing three hours or so to mm -hmm. watch boxing you want to be not having to wait through all and that's what's going on you have to wait through all these fights you know to finally come to the main event and then you hope that the main event is going to be exciting but the rest before you really don't need to see mm -hmm. that's what's wrong you know you need to give them a compelling product and so yes uh, I do hope that we are getting soon a deal uh, we're working on some very exciting things uh, we've been uh, a bit quiet over the past let's say six months and uh, working on different strategic initiatives which I believe are going to be unveiled in probably the next 30 to 60 days um, uh, big plans I'm I'm not the kind of guy who likes to uh, play play little I like to play big you know and so I want to do big fights I want to promote again and that's really missing as well you don't really see the promotion remember we used to do these press tours mm -hmm. we used to seven eight cities in two private planes and take the fighters to these to all these locations and yes. the fans could meet them and see them in the biggest markets across the United States even to Europe to London and so on uh, I mean, this is what we did. We had billboards on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles and Times Square in New York and everywhere in between along the freeways. We had ads in the newspapers. We had uh, commercials on TV and on, on, on online and we and the radio. We had a, we had Radio Row. We had like yep. 30, 40 of the biggest radio stations flown into Vegas or wherever the show was. And we had like Radio Row and the fighters and everybody. There was a buzz. There was a buzz in the media room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everybody knew there is a fight taking place. And everybody watched. And the pay-per-view numbers spoke for themselves. They but did. You know, we took a risk. We invested millions of dollars in advertising. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, not that is not being done anymore today. Wow. So uh, would it be network or at base, you're thinking? Well, I think these days you probably have to go with both mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I think in order to reach the biggest possible audience, I think uh, just you need to have both, you know. You need to have the widest possible net. And so that's what we're, that's what we're, we're looking at, some potential acquisitions as well. Um, uh, so, um, you know, we, we, we are very committed. And um, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. 
Well, Mr. Schaefer, I know you're a busy man. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing the rise of ProBellum for Thank sure you. because I'm happy you're back. I know the job that you've done in the past and uh, all the great fights that you've given us and been a part of, and I know that you're going to continue to do that. Like signing the youth, like, I, you know, we, we need that. So I appreciate Absolutely. you. Thank you very much. Appreciate All it as right. well. Thank you. Thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Richard Schaefer, promoter of ProBellum. Obviously worked with Golden Boy and, uh, you know, Oscar and Heyman and, and so many more. Um, but we have a bunch of people here, so I'm going to start getting some of them on the show. I got Carlos Adamas right there. I see um, Alicia Bumgarner right there. Excuse me. So I'm going to um, get some of these people sat down. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to be talking some boxing with you guys here. Uh, Danny's over there with Alicia. So it's going to be hard to get his attention to um, have someone bring – I'm sorry, I'm trying to fix this fucking seat. <laughs> to have someone bring us – Carlos Adamas was right there. I actually don't want to do it without Danny so that I can talk and he can translate – but he's over there. Let me text him. He's over there. Um, with Bum Garner. What's up? Chilling, chilling, man. You want to sit down? Let, yeah, you know I'm live. I'm, I'm waiting on Danny to bring me Alicia Bum Garner, and I'm trying to get Carlos Adamas. And we have Sarafina in the building. What's up? What's going on? So what did you think of today's rankings? Yo, you know, I was checking for Devin. Yes. You know, I love that fight with Isaac and, and um, Shakur. Shakur. That's so exciting. We have a poll. Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that fight actually happens? I hope it happens. I really hope it happens. We that got 300 and fight for the sport. 383 votes and 55% of the voting public believes, yes, Shakur and Pitbull will fight each other, while 45% believe, no, that's that's too much. It's almost 50-50, and that's sad. That's what me and Richard Schaefer were talking about when, you know, when he was in the sport, he would stack these cards. We had Mayweather versus Canelo and Danny versus Matisse on the undercard. What do you think is wrong in boxing right now? Why is it so difficult to do a Don King type of card and stack it? Um, I just think it's it's just too many promoters and too many negotiations and fighters just, you know, it's it's not about legacy anymore. It's just about the money. And I think that that, you know, I mean, obviously we all want to get paid, right? You're mm -hmm. prize fighters, not pride fighters. For but sure. at the end of the day, um, you do do it for the legacy. And, and the money can't always be the biggest factor. You know, it, it really has to be about your legacy and, and you know, um, just wanting – your name to go down for the ages. So, um, obviously, you were here representing quite a few fighters. Uh, did anything get set in stone for you? Um, nothing as of yet. Nothing as of yet. But um, I do believe that I got a, um, a couple fighters ranked. And then um, Elham McCallid, who's a great fighter, who had the, that great fight with uh, Delphine Pursun. I'd love for her to be in a box-off in order to have her chat with uh, Baumgartner. Okay. Speaking of Baumgartner, she is yes. here. Yes, she um, is. You ready? I'm thinking you're going to bring Baumgartner. All right, so let's get Carlos. I need you to translate when he's done, you know. And anybody else, if you see Mauricio, 
you know, Don, Don Majeski. Did you get did you get Sean Porter already? Not today, but yeah, that would be another great one. Um, but yeah, we wanna we definitely wanna get everybody before we wrap up. So Oh, and how about Alicia going up and speaking on behalf of Tony Harris? That was amazing. We talked about that live at, right when you thought no one was here to represent I Tony Harris. I told her I turned behind me, I said, Girl, you better go up there. She said, I can go up there. I said, Absolutely. That was dope. I said, You you got his number, right? Call him. And she's like, Well, he's in the gym. I said, Well, you know somebody's at the gym with him. Mm-hmm. So she went up there and did her thing, manager extraordinaire. That's what's up. <laughs> Taking a page out your book. Well, Sarah, man, let everybody know yes. where they can find you. Serafina underscore the artist. Check me out. All I'm right. also an artist. I paint. I do my thing. But yes. And she can passionate. maneuver you in this boxing very game. So make sure you hit boxing. her up because she knows her stuff and she's getting her fighters positioned left and right. Sarah, For thank sure. you so much. Thank I'm going to go ahead and get Jason Maloney on the show. Obviously, Jason is the number one WBC and. Uh, how are you, Jason? I'm good, right? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I see you. You you ruffled some feathers today up there, man. You, you the 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 donors thought they had an agreement, and all of a sudden you ruffled the feathers. There was no ruffle. Well, we didn't intend to ruffle feathers. We weren't. We're not trying to avoid the fight or anything. We want the fight 100, uh, percent and we've made that clear. Um, I don't know why they got a little bit upset about that. Uh, what Don Majeski was demanding, but. We're happy either way. As long as the fight happens and I get my chance to achieve my dream and become world champion, then we're happy. For sure. I think it was more about you wanting to be elevated, so obviously that's going to switch the splits. If you become well, full well, champion. He, I think he said we're still happy with the 50-50 split. So, oh. so yeah, that's what I mean. We're so not, if you would have been elevated, you're saying if you would have been elevated, you would have negotiated a 50-50 split. Yeah. Okay, so okay, but technically the champion gets a higher percentage, so that's that's, that's where their nerves came in. I'm assuming, but you also represented your brother, man. Tell us a little bit about that because so many fighters don't come to these meetings. So many fighters don't know that you can gain favor or you can lose favor. You can go up in the rankings or you can be d- dropped from the rankings. Yeah. So uh, tell us exactly what it is that you petitioned for your brother. Well, my brother unfortunately couldn't be here. He really wanted to, but he just had uh, a new baby girl only a couple of weeks Congratulations ago. Congratulations to him. Um, yeah, so he, he, he's at home spending time with his new, his new girl. Um, but uh, Pedro Guareva, I don't know if I, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but he went up and, and asked for an eliminator with my brother. And mate, me and my brother, we only want the big fights and mm-hmm. the hard fights, and, and we both just want to be world champions. So... Of course, I went out there and said my brother would absolutely love that fight. Um, and he'll beat him, and then he'll get his chance to become world champion too. And hopefully uh, sometime next year, me and Andrew will both have the green and gold belt around our waist. That would be an amazing to have two brothers being both WBC champions at the same time. It's kind of like the Charlos. Yeah. Um, so when do you go back? I'm going back on Friday. Yeah. Back to Australia? Back to Australia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And do you, do you have anything lined up other than this? Nah, the, Nothing? No. Nah, so would you just you're just going to wait for next year? Cuz I'm we, hearing this may happen March, right? Early next year? Yeah, early next year hopefully. Um I only fought 4 weeks ago and beat the the WBC number 2 mm-hmm. in the final eliminator. Um and I'd love to fight as soon as possible, but you know how it works. 
I know he's going to probably vacate in December. So if we can get the fight organised for, say, February or March, then that's great. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for it. I'll be back home and back in the gym straight away. Where are you thinking that'll end up? I, I honestly don't mind. Um, I just want the fight to happen. And if I could get the fight in Australia, I would love that. Not because of any advantages or anything, just because I'd love the opportunity to achieve my dream in front of my family and my Absolutely. friends and everyone who's supported me um, since day one. But, look, if the fight's in America or, or, or anywhere else around the world, then I, I, I couldn't care. I just can't wait for the fight. All right. Well, Jason, man, I want to thank you. Obviously, please let our audience know where they can follow you at. Yeah, follow me at, uh, at Jason Maloney um, on Instagram and, and Facebook or at Jason Maloney one on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, hopefully some, some big, exciting fights for me coming up. So I'd love your support. All right. Well, Jason, man, thank you once again. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Maloney, your number one in the WBC. Thanks, mate. All right. So we're going to get Carlos Adamas on here in just a bit, and it looks like we'll have probably Danny Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this side's off camera anyway. Como ta? All right, so we are joined uh, with Carlos Adamas. He is your WBC silver champion in the 160-pound division. ¿Cómo está, Carlos? Saludos, saludos. Gracias por la oportunidad de compartir con ustedes, mi gente dominicana. That's right, baby. Thank you so much. He, yeah, he says thank you for the opportunity, my Dominican people, to uh, sit here and speak with you all. So um, just tell them, you know, uh, I, I kind of wanted him to fight for Charlo to be stripped. How does he feel about winning a title and, and, and not defeating the champion? And, and is that the reason he didn't push to have the champion stripped? Dice que él quería que usted uh, peticionara que, que, que le quiten el título a Charlo porque no lo ha defendido, pero que muchas de las veces uh, gente no quiere pelear por el título vacante, le, le quieren quitar el título al campeón. ¿Fue esa razón que usted nos pidió que le quitaran el título? ¿Qué pasa? Yo, eh, como, te, como te digo, a mí no me, yo, yo soy uno de los peleadores que no me gusta ser, porque me, eh, ser campeón porque me dieron algo, mm. sino porque me lo gané. No pedí que le quitaran el título porque él se lo ganó, digo yo, él se lo ganó, lo trabajó, lo ganó. A mí me gustaría ganárselo a él quitárselo de la mano como peleadores que somos. Sé que no tiene eh, el, el nivel necesario para ganarme a mí. Yo sé que se, sí le puedo ganar y pienso que un combate entre de yo sería más beneficioso que él dejar el título vacante y yo pelearlo. He says, look, man, I, I want to win and I didn't want them to, to strip them. I don't want them, I didn't want to ask for them to strip because at the end of the day, he worked for it and he earned it and he got to this point. So I want to do the same and I wanted to beat him. And I know that a fight with me and Charlo is a lucrative fight. Speaking of lucrative fights, man, uh, his trainer has been saying a lot of big things. And one of those is that he feels Carlos Adamas can knock out Caleb Plant. Ask him what's his thoughts on that as far as has he heard Bobby Santos say that and does he think he can actually do it? Hablando de gran pelea, dice que el entrenador de usted, Bobby Santos, ha dicho que él cree en usted tanto y en su poder que él piensa que usted no noquea a Caleb Plant, que acabamos uh, de ver que noqueó a Darrell. ¿Cuál es su pensamiento de eso y que si usted ha oído a, a su entrenador, Bobby Santos, con esos pensamientos? Bueno, mi entrenador, eh, eh, es bueno que mi entrenador eh, tiene, tiene esa actitud y tiene ese deseo de, de, 
de ver su peleador de, de pelear dentro de lo grande, con los grandes uh -huh. nombres, como es Caleplan. Eh, pienso que yo tengo para, para todo lo de la división, partiendo de 68 para abajo, yo tengo para pelear con cualquiera, cuando sea como sea. No, no, no tengo diferencia, soy un boxeador bastante fuerte, eh, pegador, eh, peleo ambas manos. Eh, yo pienso que las decisiones van a llegar, los momentos van a llegar y cuando estén, cuando lleguen los momentos lo vamos a aprovechar al máximo. Pero ahora estamos enfocados en la pelea entre Jamar Charlo y yo. He says, look, uh, it's good that he feels that way and that he speaks highly of me. Uh, it is a bit expected, but he feels that the way, um, you know, that any big name from 68 below that he's able to fight, he says that he has power in both hands. But right now, Charlo is, you know, the, the task at hand and what he's focused on is, is getting that 160 belt. Ask him, have they given him a timeline as to how long Charlo has before he can confirm his status? Dice que si a usted le han dicho cuánto tiempo tiene Charlo para confirmar su, 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 su posición. Su, su posición y su decisión, obviamente, dijeron que tienen que esperar por uh, lo de la salud. Bueno, vamos a esperar a ver qué sucede con su salud, Pero como lo acaban cuánto, de decir. ¿Cuánto tiempo no le han dicho? No, bueno, esperemos que sea antes de enero, que la, la decisión llegue antes de enero, porque ya enero yo comienzo mi campamento y es con vista a esa pelea para tomar decisiones eh, eh, pronto, que la decisión se tome lo más pronto posible. Nosotros vamos a estar, eh, como ellos dijeron, eh, eh, en contacto constantemente. Eh, vamos a ver la decisión que toman ellos y, y la salud de él mejore y se pueda hacer un combate conmigo. Mm. Uh, he says, look, hopefully they make a decision before January. You know, uh, January is when I plan to start camp, and I would like it to be a camp for Charlo. So hopefully a decision has been made on, on uh, not just the fight, but on his health, and I hope that he gets, you know, all his health issues resolved. I got to ask him a bittersweet one here. Obviously, he is Dominican, and Jason Rosario is Dominican, but he's also trained alongside Brian Mendoza when he was in when he was training with, with Salas, Salas right. so was it bittersweet? Did he feel, you know, I guess, happy for Mendoza? Dice, or dice was he si, sad because Rosario? Dice que si la pelea con el Banana Rosario uh, y Brian Mendoza, que si fue un poco amargo para usted, porque obviamente uh, Banana es dominicano, pero usted ha entrenado al lado de, de, de Brian Mendoza. Entonces, que si esa pelea fue un poco amarga viendo, viéndola para usted. En el sentido de amargo, como se diría nosotros amargo, como dominicano o buen dominicano que soy, sí, porque eh, Jason Rosario Banana es una representación de la República Dominicana. Eh, no, no, no quería verlo perder de la manera que perdió. Si hubiera perdido, quizás por decisión, eh, estaría más conforme, porque aunque no estaría conforme, porque perdió como quiera. Pero eh, verlo perder por nocao frente a Brian Mendoza, eh, realmente sí me dolió un poco, me sentí un poco aguitado, pero eh, este es el boxeo y hay que subir dando lo máximo siempre a River Ring. Eh, Brian Mendoza sacó la mejor parte de, de su combate, lo felicito y a seguir hacia adelante. He says, look, obviously as a Dominican, I didn't want uh, Banana to lose. I wanted him to win and uh, I was supportive of that. Um, but I definitely didn't want to see him lose in the manner that he did. So seeing him lose like that did hurt a little bit. But it's the sport. And, you know, uh, congratulations to Brian Mendoza for doing what he did. My last question before letting him go, obviously, is uh, just his general thoughts on Bobby Santos. He's been able to emerge and, and, and he's getting all this recognition. He's got now Hector Garcia. He's got the mini Pac-Man. He's got Carlos Adamas. He just worked with David Morrell. So it's like... 
How does he feel about his trainer, and does he think he'll probably finish the career with Bobby? Dice su pensamiento en su entrenador Bobby Santos. Obviamente en este año ha tenido muchas gran victorias en en peleas que uh, mucha gente no pensaba en quién iba a ganar. Este está haciendo mucho ruido. ¿Usted qué piensa del entrenador de su entrenador entrenador Bobby Santos y qué si cree que va a terminar su carrera con él? Bueno, sí, sí, eh, a, a, la medida que estamos trabajando, estamos trabajando con enfoque. Eh, Bob Santos es una persona que no trata, no ve los peleadores como un peleador, sino lo ve como su familia. Mm. Lo quiere como su familia, le da el apoyo, la mejor atención, las mejores condiciones para que vaya bien a su pelea, no vaya saludable. Eh, no lleva el peleador a, a si, si le ve las condiciones de que no va a ganar, él, él trata de, de, de explicarle la decisión siempre del peleador, no de él. O sea, si él le, le dice al, al peleador no puede pelear porque no vas a ganar, tiene que tomar decisiones. Entonces, eh, Bob Santos le da las mejores condiciones, los mejores consejos a, a su peleador, la, 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 la gran confianza de que interactúen entre peleadores y entrenador. Y yo pienso que por eso él está obteniendo tanta victoria y tanta eh, éxito ahora mismo en su carrera como entrenador. He says, look, uh, we're, wor we're working, we're focused. He loves us and treats us like we're family. He gives us uh, the best to make sure that we're healthy and we're took care of and always looks out for his fighters. He says that he gives us the best advice and that the fighters are able to have a large amount of trust in Bobby Santos and that's why he feels that, you know, uh, he's having so much success right now because they're able to trust him and trust Absolutely. his decision making. He, and he says uh, it is because of that that he does feel he'll finish his career with him. Well, just uh, tell him once again, we want to thank him for coming on and we wish him a safe flight back. And uh, can't wait to see him in the beginning of next year, man. Carlos dice, pues, uh, felicidades uh, con todo lo que ha estado pasando, con todo su éxito. Y, y, y le, le deseamos lo mejor. Muchas gracias por estar aquí con nosotros un, un minuto. Y, y Carlos, este, no, no lo hemos visto desde la última pelea, pero quería... Uh, you know, nuestras condolencias por perder su hija y, 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 y le mandamos un fuerte abrazo, un, siempre nuestros pensamientos y, y, y todo, ¿verdad? Entonces quería aquí frente a frente decirle. Gracias, gracias por el apoyo que me han brindado. Eh, aceptada aquí su condolencia por la pérdida de mi, mi bebé reciente. Eh, gracias a Dios, Dios es que me da la fuerza y me, me ayuda a salir adelante. Eh, sé que fue algo muy difícil en el momento. Pero tuvimos la, nuestra pelea, fuimos, competimos, sacamos la mejor parte. Y aquí estamos, siempre dando la cara por la República Dominicana. Mm, that's dope. Gracias. He Gracias. says, no, thank you uh, for having me. And obviously, thank you for the condolences of my uh, recent daughter's passing. He's like, but look, you know, we're here and uh, we came and we went to fight, put up the fight, won the fight. And, you know, here I am representing as a face of the Dominican Republic. Well, tell him uh, we want to thank him and just have him give his social media and, yeah. Oh, uh, Gracias de nuevo y dígale a los seguidores dónde te pueden uh, seguir. A ah, mis seguidores en Instagram, Carlos Caballo Bronco Adames, eh, en, en Facebook, Adames, Carlos, eh, en, en Twitter, eh, Carlos Adames, en Twitter también, y ahí estaré comentando todos los mensajes. Y, y, y no podemos esperar a verte al inicio del año. No, posiblemente no, eh, ya en enero voy a regresar en, al campamento. Gracias. Sí. Ok. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Carlos Adamas. Shout out to Danny with the translation, obviously. Uh, we do appreciate him stopping by. Gracias, El Caballo. Um, we do appreciate him. We're going to keep trying to get you guys some more interviews. Danny, is Marv Nation still around? Let's see if you see him. We're looking for Marv and uh, anybody 
else we could sit on the table and give you guys a little bit of information here. I would like to introduce you guys to Don Majeski, who I, I don't see at the moment. Um, but if we can locate him, that I think is a informative interview. It's so funny. Ironically enough, Don has been one of my favorites this weekend. We talked to him, and uh, you know, and, and I'm like, wow, we met in 2019. We met at the ratings committee. He was, uh, you know, basically the, the the spearhead pushing for Bridgerweight. He got that over the hill, and now we do have the Bridgerweight division. And and uh, I, I didn't know that he was this powerful. Like, he does so much more in the WBC. He's so connected. He's also with top rank. So, again, going back to the beginning, ironically enough, I'm wondering where's Bill so that Bill can be here and – represent his son and Don Majeski ends up representing uh, not only Haney but most of the top ranked fighters uh, you gonna zoom out but not only Haney but most of the top ranked fighters but it looks like we're joined alongside Alicia Bumgarner Alicia if you could just put this headset on so they can hear you and uh, we do appreciate you giving us a couple of minutes good day so I guess we'll start off by uh, your appearance as a manager for Tony Harrison. That probably was one of the most exciting moments there because everyone's looking around like, is Tony going to have representation? And you pop up and you're like, we're willing to make that fight. <laughs> so tell me, how did you come about? How'd that happen? Honestly, I think it was the perfect timing. You know, as a team, as Tony being my trainer, we all win. And I think it's just important to speak up when it's time and the time was now, you know, he wants to be back in the ring. So did you know that you were going to have to speak on his behalf today? No, but I knew, but I seen, I'm like, okay, this is a mandatory. I'm like, you know, Samson's up there speaking for Sebastian. I'm like, I need to go speak up there for Tony. Why not? Sarah was telling me that she's like, girl, you better go. Yeah. <laughs> so Listen. did Tony know you were, before you got up there? No. Oh, wow. No. So, so he knows now. So you didn't text him? I mean, I did, but my message sent late. He was in the gym, so mm. I'm just like, I'm going to do it, bet. Okay. <laughs> so, as a fighter, I'm assuming you did it because you think that's a good fight and a winnable fight for Tony Harrison versus Sebastian Fondura. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Again, when you have a fighter like Tony Harrison who's been wanting, you know, to, to still show the pedigree of the fighter that he is, I think the fight with Sebastian's great. It's going to show the pedigree and the high-level skill that Tony Harrison has against Sebastian, and I think it's going to be great. They do share that common opponent, Danny. Obviously, they both fought Sergio Garcia, and I, I have to admit, Tony did a lot better. Yeah, Tony than did look a lot better, and that was a, a recent win as well, so definitely looking forward to that fight. But a fight that we were really looking forward to was yours, champ. Uh, was, was your unification with Michaela Mayer? You know, I was blessed to be in camp with you. And, uh, you know, you made us a lot of fucking money that night. Okay. Let me I parlayed you <laughs> with, with Clarissa. But, and I was mad because the fight got canceled. And I thought they was going to take my bet because I got y'all both as, as underdogs. Mm. So I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to get canceled. They're going to make me, uh, you know, bet the, again. And you're going to be a favorite now. She's going to be a favorite. And it's, but they locked it in. And we were good. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Shout out to Danny for making the trip over there uh, because that – opened up a lot of people's eyes. I yeah. don't know. It's it's so I strange. Feel, I feel like uh, we're big believers in what we see in the in gym. The gym. Yeah. Like, we're around enough 
top talent to know like okay what the, top talent looked what they're supposed to train like mm -hmm. you know we we're around enough elite level fighters that if you're an elite level fighter you should be training like the ones we've seen or there should be slight differences but nothing less than and, and, and that was you know and, and inevitable pe with people you. don't realize like a lot of these fighters they don't really put that that dog work in so mm -hmm. it was like I went up to Detroit. It was hot as fuck, bro. Let me tell you, it was so humid. Like, I was trying to be shirtless in the gym. But it was so fucking hot. And, you know, saw the dog work that got put in and you know. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it was important just, again, because you guys get to see the, the different side of it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we work in the gym. The roof's getting fixed. It's hot as hell. We still putting in the work. And um, it, it's just something that it's, a, it's an eye that you see when you see someone training. Like, yeah, it's going to be good. Now, obviously, the fight got postponed about five weeks due to the uh, Queen's passing. Um, what were those five weeks like for you? Because for us, we're like, fuck, why so soon? Because it's almost like... An extended like, camp. Like, you know, fighters, to me, train to peak at the right time. So it's like, you were ready to fight September 10th. Now you got to redo it, refocus, and do it October 15th. What were those five weeks of adjustment, or what was that time period like for you? Yeah, well, I first would say I'm a gym rat. I, I stay in the gym. Boxing is a lifestyle. So it was like going back to the gym to be in better shape, you know, mm. to sharpen up even more. So I was excited. Everything worked in my favor. Um, I took everything as a positive. And it was a, it was a harder camp the second go around. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm all for pushing myself and all for, you know, making the necessary changes that was going to make me unified champion of the world, and that's exactly what we did. Did anything surprise you about Michaela Mayer, like actually in the fight? Um, what surprised me was that she didn't come forward as much as I thought she was going to, you know. Mm -hmm. I think she thought in the back of her head, I'm just going to box her, I'm the better boxer, and I proved that. That I was a better boxer. I mean, you, yeah, you, you kind of shocked me. I didn't expect you to start off off the back foot. Why, why did you think you started that way? Because, for one, I'm a professional at what I do, and I understand that people wanted to see, like, a dog fight, like a brawl. But I'm a professional fighter. I've been doing this for a very long time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight a smart fight. And my jab was, was just working. I'm like, oh, I'm having fun with this. So, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, when, when it's working, I, I well, feel like you were having too much fun the first couple rounds. Did you feel that way? Man, listen, Tony, I get back to the corner. He's like, just calm down for a second. I'm like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it was – it was. I'm like, man, this is this? is this? Like, I've been waiting for this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got her in the bag. Mm. I, I, I want to talk about the, the build-up because uh, there was a lot of – Shit talk that was talked, not just the first build up, uh, build up? Not, not just the even post fight, yeah. No, and that's what I was saying. I'm <laughs> like, right. not just for the September 10th date, for the October 15th date in the ring, after the ring, and and still, still on Twitter, like, yeah, still going out. I it. told you, uh, off camera, but I feel like she's a bit salty. Listen, she's a salty ass girl, and for someone to talk that much, I'm just like, yo, I cannot wait to fight this girl. And beat her and let her eat every word that she's talked about me. She's she's <laughs> overlooked me. She was talking crazy. I'm like, you got the right one. Like I'm so ready for you. You have no clue. I, I gotta ask about the shirts. Uh who where'd you draw the inspiration off the shirts? What do you mean? The what dog shirts? walking. Oh, I thought about it and I told I told a um a designer, I'm like, listen, I need this shirt. <laughs> she she's the poodle. Make sure you put her <laughs> face on it. 
I'm dog walking with the white circle. picket fence. With too. the white picket fence. That's funny. Because at first, it. you know, way back when I when I did that interview, I'm just like, she's just a dog that keeps barking. You feel me? Right. Behind a white picket fence. So but after the fight, you still feel like that? You don't think she showed some dog actually? No. Really? Wow. No. I, no. What's your thoughts on her saying you didn't earn those belts? Again, that's coming from a salty bitch. That's <clears> coming from someone who's salty, who knows that I beat her, that she's forever going to remember my name. And on paper, like she was saying, on paper, I'm your biggest test. Well, guess what? You got your first L by Alicia Bumgarner, and that that's everything. Mm. Champ, I, I got to ask because the, the, the night almost felt like you were the U.K. fighter. You uh, fought over there. You're obviously with Matchroom. Did you feel that way? Because you came out, turned the fuck up to Cardi and 4-2 four, <laughs> four Doug. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like she, she lit. She going to the club. Like, what's going on? So did you feel uh, comfortable and just at home even though it was in London? So comfortable, you know. You know, the U.K. tells a story. When I first went there in Sheffield, you know, defending my title in Manchester and then fighting at the O2, it was it was home to me. There was comfortability there. And I'm just like, A.B., live in the moment because <laughs> this time is here and it's gone, you know. And it just happened so fast. And, you know, the ring walk was everything. Um, I was just living, living it, man. It was everything. Um, I got to ask – Producer sent me something. Uh, what is this? Miguel and Mayor know what time it is. You know, I'm top dog. She's never been in a ring with a dog before. You know, I'm a pit bull chained up. She's like the poodle in a picket white fence. You know what I'm saying? Barking for no reason. <laughs> Yo, our producer. Shout out amazing. to the producer. He got that he, shit quick as fuck. Bro, I like that. You, you I like just that. said nah, that. No, I guarantee he got the shit on tuck. <laughs> shit, shit was in the file, like, yes. bum gardener. Champ, what's up with all the, Look, we do our show every fucking day, and, and anytime your name comes up, it's always cats like, stop talking about my girl. Stop talking oh, about my woman. Everybody's claiming you. Everybody claiming you. I just, I'm they like. I'm as hell out here in these streets. Listen, I'm married <laughs> to the game, okay? Right. I don't worry about none of them. All right. <laughs> so, just, just are, we worried about Choi? are we worried about Choi? Is, is that fight going to happen? Listen, that, that fight is, is definitely being talked about and negotiated. Here's the thing I want people to understand. I'm in control now. You know, mm -hmm. I can run my division the way I want to run my division, okay? So, even if we don't get Choi next, we, we are still going to have a fight. And mm -hmm. it's important that I stay busy. You know, I'm out here still grinding and, and – Progressing, you know, choice gonna happen. But guess what? The best part about women's boxing is the buildup, is promoting the fights. And I don't want this fight to happen so quick when there's there's nothing behind it. You know, mm -hmm. it's important that we put, you know, the promotion behind this fight. It's a good story between Choi and I. We're both Korean. I think you know where she comes from. She comes from a background that has a lot of history. You know, coming coming from over there, you you have to you really have to make it out of there. And you know, we share a lot of we share a lot of things so i'm excited for that fight and again we need that undisputed fight at 130 yeah. i need all the belts now um around the division i still think there's some very entertaining fights um Huge fight lucrative fights um with katie I, i'm just curious did you see her last her last fight i did yes what, what? seeing it i'm just like yeah i need that <laughs> put me in coach i need that only what is Matchroom saying? Are they going to keep you away or are they willing cause, cause, to? Because you know they love her. That's they love her. Like Matchroom, Katie Taylor is Matchroom's Vasil Lomachenko. Like, that's Matchroom's AJ. 
<laughs> female version <laughs> hey, of I, AJ. I, yeah, I, I would agree to that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's business. It's cool to like who you like and to have who you have. But at the end of the day, I see that, you know, they love Katie Taylor. If she wants to, you know, retire undefeated, cool. But I'm, I want the best. You know, she's a high-skill fighter. And I'm like, I need that because that makes me better. And I think they're not a – I don't think they're turning the cheek from it. I'll tell you that have much. You, have you had – I conversations mm-hmm. like you know I want her Eddie yeah yeah and what's he say does he give you the smile like <laughs> <laughs> we see you know what I'm saying <laughs> for sure for sure champ so how many more fights do you have with Matchroom and, and Eddie Hearn so we um we have a one-year contract okay um so technically you know one fight but you know everything changes when you win more belts you know negotiations and you know yeah, no, I was just asking. You know, I saw you out there in Abu Dhabi having a good time. I'm like, you know, maybe they talk some business. She, you just looked impressive. So I'm like, you know, maybe they. Definitely definitely made some connections out there. Um, <laughs> you know, shout out to Matchroom for, you know, really taking care of their champion, you know. And, yeah, we First time made out there? Connections. Yeah, yeah, it was so dope. I loved it. Yeah, I saw Ferrari rolled, right? What was your favorite part about the Middle East? I would say going to the desert and, and riding the Can-Am. Like, I love fast stuff, so mm. I'm whipping that thing. Like, oh. let's go. Let's go. I'm ripping. Oh, we got to go. You know, Sean was actually yeah. inviting us, and, and we just been so busy with this. We're trying to go jet skiing before we yeah. leave. So. Oh, here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dope. When? Um, probably, probably tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Because yeah, tomorrow's Porter, our last when, full day, yeah. then we leave Friday when morning. When you leave? I leave tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. and out, in and out. Well, I think that's all the questions, unless you have anything yeah, else. Yeah, no, I know she got to get uh, go eat. She has an age. I'm, I'm I do want to talk about, so I do want to ask just, cool. just in case, uh, is Serrano an option for you? Anybody's an option. Okay. Again, I want to fight the best. And, and I say that in a respectful way because people are like, oh, you know, you need to rematch this. Oh, listen. This is boxing. Bro, they know? really delusional. Look at, they said, look at Jacob said, my baby just joking right now, guys. Ha ha. She knows she with me. Y'all is terrible. That's Y'all delusional. is ter- Y'all yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Yo. Wild. Y'all, champ. I, I heard some rumors that maybe Matchroom might be uh, coming to to the Motor City. Yep. You know, I told him that I've been wanting my homecoming fight. I think that's important. I think it's big for Detroit. Boxing wow. is big in Detroit, and to have the you know undisputed fight there, a fight there is big and. They're willing, and I'm willing, and I can sell tickets. I've been a club fighter, so I know I know everything about I gotta selling ask, seats. I got to ask, is it the last fight, big fight out there? Is Bradley and, 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 and um, Devin Alexander, no? In Detroit? Me. I mean, Clarissa thought. fought for Undisputed in Detroit. Oh. Mm, that was Flint. She so didn't fight Hammer in Detroit? Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He knows his stuff. Yeah. No, he's the almanac. He's the almanac. That's what we, 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 we have put that name on him because he got all those dates on cap. But I, I do think that the, the last men's fight was the, both. They were both undefeated, Devin and, and, and Bradley. That I'm was a long sure. ass time ago. Long HBO days, brother. Yeah. HBO. HBO. Yeah, no, I definitely would love to come uh, to Detroit for, for a fight. So. Yeah. You're originally from Ohio. I'm originally from Ohio, yes. Because, you know, they say Ohio runs boxing, and there are a lot of great fighters that come out of Ohio. So when did you transition to Detroit? Um, you know, when I decided to change my trainers, you know, it's important as a, as a fighter 
to to continue to grow you know i i stayed in ohio for a long time there was nothing there left for me you know i appreciate where i come from but i had to i had to change it up went to detroit um went to crunk you know worked with sugar hill jonathan banks you know worked my way over to super bad boxing gym and i'm happy where i'm at and again it's just being in the city of detroit is is dope mm -hmm. so How'd you find that fit? Because if you started with Sugar Hill, such a legendary trainer, I'm sure tons of fighters were going in and out of there, mostly probably heavyweights, but how'd you end up with Harrison? Um, again, when I when I left here um Sugar Hill, you know, I went over to Tony's gym. Obviously I seen, you know, met his dad. And Tony's gym is just a dog pound, you know, you've it been is. there and it's just a grit, hard working gym and that's what I've, I'm used to. And so when I went there, I'm like, this is a perfect fit. It's family-oriented. Everybody supports everybody. So I got to ask, what um, right at home. Did mm -hmm. you ever, obviously, you know, with the passing of Tony's father, you know, some could have said you could have went, worked with another trainer. What, what was it about Tony and LJ that made you stay? Because obviously Tony, he was never in that position, at least not at your level. Yeah. Right. I mean – just the, the family dynamic, one, and then two, just knowing where I started and where I was able to go go and grow from that, right? I could have left and went with somebody else, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to stay here. Tony's always been a trainer. You know, he's always trained his amateur kids, and I've watched him train, so he, you know. No, and that's and that's why I did say, like, not just not at your level, because I, I watch yeah, it. he was at a tournament in Philly, the other day. He, not the other day, but. He is very uh interesting as a trainer because – I remember when you got in the ring, you're moving around, and he's just, like, sitting in the corner. And he ain't say shit the first round, and I'm like, okay. And then it was – I just had to move closer because I felt like he was whispering. And then after, like, the third or fourth round, it was, like, very hands-on. And I honestly grew a lot of uh, appreciation for Tony seeing that because even with his amateurs, it was the same thing. It's like, okay, cool, Elisa's doing her thing. He working with the kids. And the way he's hands-on, I feel like, is not typical out of a boxing trainer, mm. but it's very uh, unique, and obviously it's working. Yeah, no. Obviously it's, it's, it's working. It's working great. And like you mentioned, Tony is definitely hands-on. If he sees something and he knows how it should be, you know, he wants nothing less, you know. We know what I'm capable of doing, and he knows that. So I think it's just important when – and then also, you know, he's a fighter. I'm a fighter. And when you have that comparison and that comfortability in the corner, man, it works like freaking – it's like you're in the gym. Mm. I'm like, bad, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So that works as well. And I think um, with anything that I've learned with as in being a pro, your corner is everything. You know, when I took my first loss, I was out of it in the corner. Like, I wasn't connecting with my trainer and – that's major. Why do you think you weren't connecting with him? Is it just the synergy wasn't there? Yeah, you know, or you you you, you hadn't faced that adversity together yet. That that's part of it, and I think you you just have to have. There's a certain chemistry that you have with your trainer, mm -hmm. and because it was so fresh and new, it was just like, dang, like this this is not working. This is not clicking. I know when it clicks for me, you know. In that fight, uh, did you get warmed up? Did they give you pad work? I just, I'm asking because we had a conversation with Nonito, and he said how important that was for him. And he had went into a fight. His father wasn't allowed in the country, so he didn't get that normal pad work that he gets before every fight. And he kind of attributes that loss 
uh, to not being warmed up. Just want to know if anything, because you think you think of Gary Russell, his first loss to Lomachenko, he's like, oh, I took a sauna mm. the week before. So I just want to know, is there anything, or do you feel not nah, just lost? It wasn't. It no, wasn't I me. mean we did pair work for sure, but I just think that day, um, you know, my outside life wasn't wasn't corresponding with the, with inside the mm. ring, and that's important as well. We know that mm-hmm. if your outside life Absolutely. ain't it, you know, the inside won't be. So, you know, I had to change my circle, my team, everything. And it was necessary. I'm, I'm thankful for my loss. That made me grow so much. And that's what people have to understand. It's it's okay if you're, oh, got to go. Because guess what, baby? I'm unified champion of the world. I'm thriving <laughs> right now. Champ, I don't think I've ever asked, uh, what made you get into boxing? My dad. So oh, wow. in the hometown that I'm from in Fremont, small. Charles Woodson's from Fremont, so small little community. And we had a boxing gym that was free. To the, oh, wow. to the community, so it was to help kids get off the streets, teach them discipline, you know, what respect is, and my dad's like, you, you want to try boxing? I'm like, sure, because I wrestled first, and um, <laughs> wrestling was over, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try so, boxing. Yeah, I didn't even know women's wrestling uh, existed. Was, yeah, it was a thing, but I guess it's Ohio. I know uh, wrestling is huge out there. But see, we I was wrestling boys, though. Mm. Oh, you wow. know, I was wrestling boys, so, you know, that really – Shape me Uh-oh. to get into. You've the always sport. had that. Uh oh, you can't you can't say that and uh, and not trigger my mind. You weren't here yesterday for the WBC women's panel, but they did um, interject transgender boxing. What is your stance? Would you be open to fighting a no. man that identifies no. as a woman? Hell no. Me neither. No, I don't know. I don't that's get not that. Lo- it's not logical. We have to be logical when we bring up these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just not logical. There's there's harm in that. You know, Absolutely. boxing's already a harmful sport. You know, yep. let's not make it more complicated than what it already is. So you think uh, a league needs to be created, a separate league should be created or needs to be created for these individuals? Because I am pretty sure there is one transgender man that identifies as a woman that's already been boxing and, and getting fights. You know, honestly, whatever that looks like for them, I think they Actually, should- I'm sorry. He's a woman that identifies as a man now. So okay. that's even worse. I mean, I think they have to rally for that. You know, that's them. That's their their um, avenue. Rally for that. I can only speak for what I'm doing. Chant. Speaking of what you're doing, the women again, um, they were debating two or three-minute rounds. Uh, I, I'll give credit to Marlon Espaza, who says that you guys need to come together, maybe have your own women's meeting, decide as a whole if you want two or three minute rounds, then push for that. But I want to know your stance. Do you think you want that extra minute? I think that that's a, a good way to do is to get all the women together just to hear the different opinions. You know, I'm stuck in the middle because I can fight three minutes and I can also get a knockout in two minutes. <laughs> but I also <laughs> but I also see the pedigree of the fighters. You know, I wouldn't want to see a low pedigree fight with the three minute rounds. I wouldn't. I would rather see two minutes. But I think at a high-level fight, like, you know, Katie and Amanda, I think that's a great three-minute fight. Mm-hmm. A fight with me and Mayer would have been great for a three-minute fight because these are high-skilled fighters that we're dealing with. So, But at the end of the day, if we had to come to a decision, I think 12 two-minute rounds would be that's oh, wow. actually with Marlon. Marlon said, and let's shoot for that first. I even told him. I even told you because uh, – 
at the end of the day, it's like, okay, cool. Do we want to add four minutes to a fight or do we want to add an extra 10 to a fight? So I think, you know, moving slowly, definitely. But some of the arguments the women was making yesterday was ridiculous. I like, swear to God. Y'all probably like these Champ, women. champ. No, 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 no. Hear me. One woman said, she said, I cannot fight three minutes because I have to go home and cook for my husband and my kids food that I probably won't be able to eat because I'm a fighter. And I'm like, you just got a bad husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? What what are we talking about? Yeah, because during camp, if you're married, I want to hope your husband is, like, cooking for his motherfucking self because my wife got to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could cook for my family if my wife is going to be busy for eight weeks but listen it's all about balance at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know it's definitely doable i think 12 two-minute rounds would be perfect um again women give exciting fights that's what draws attention as well like you're going to see a two-minute fight full of action and you will see knockouts as well uh, so one thing that they kept doing that I, I i was very upset about was i felt they were minimizing the women that did want more than two minutes by saying, well, look at Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. They produced action in two minutes. So you don't need an extra minute. They did it. And it's like, I don't think that's an answer. I don't think because one fight was exciting in two-minute rounds that it should be, I guess, telling everyone that two minutes produces action because what about the fighter that needs that minute to figure you out? I the Floyd like Mayweather I, I download like, style. I feel like I'm a three-minute fighter. You know what I'm saying? And you guys are sparring three, three minutes. minutes. I don't know any female. I go to the gyms. I'm not a dude that – we see these females sparring grown-ass men mm-hmm. with 16-ounce gloves for three minutes. So it's like police them in the gym. If you're worried about the fight night and you're making them – you know, they're training three minutes. Like, do you do 10 rounds or 12 rounds? Mm-hmm. It's like – and what woman wants to be less than? If the men are sparring for three, how would you look saying, hey, can you turn the clock? You know, if the men are doing 12, how do you look? We're we're only doing 10. It's still competition. You didn't get in this sport because you're a man or a woman. You got in it because you're competitive. See, and, and what they're saying is, oh, well, we got the studies. I'm, so I went up there. I said, where are the studies for the gym? Because yes. these women are, are first of all, 95, if not more percent of the shots you take, you take in the gym. Yes. You don't take in the fight. So – where is the studies on that? Because if it's such a concern, then you should be encouraging all your women fighters to not spar men and not spar three-minute rounds in the gym. And it needs to be police because how do you know Bumgarner's not sparring men in the gym? Right. You know? But she is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they got it. You know, it's definitely one with the it's, other. It's, it's an oxymoron to me because it's like we all know very like, seldomly do boxing gyms have women that, that can spar each other. Right. You know, Listen, so I, I was thankful to have women sparring this this lap. Really, this last camp, yeah, great fighter. So man. you she's you up and coming, you bro. you brought them in, or she just no, had she, she trains at her gym. Oh wow, yeah, she's a pro or she's pro, twenty six pounder. Her name's Faye, hard hitter. She got more of a Tyson like slipping. She she's gonna be a, a wait Faye. Yeah, Faye. What's her first name? Faye. Last Fee. They call her Fee or Faye. Is that the uh, does she, her. She, Nickname like Lady Tyson? Yeah. Okay. You know, Wait, is she all the way? But I thought she was in a. Are we talking about the same person? She was. She was in New York. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, she got one loss. She got that. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson's. Yeah, Did yeah, she have yeah. A loss though? I think so. Or draw, right? I remember she. They were pushing her last year, heavy. Maybe 
That's how you met her because you got a I trainer her, switch. I met her when I went to Philly, and they're like, yeah, you about to fight Baby Tyson. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I sparred her. I'm like, damn, this girl can work. And you That's never- her? Oh, hell no. No. What the- I, no, she I looks younger. She I looks more in, like, she, she looks she like Filipino, no, right? Yeah, Yo, I typed in uh, Lady Tyson and Lucia. Uh, She's Samoan. Oh, She's well, that's home. why I said she yeah. looks. No, she definitely has an Instagram. Mm, does she, oh yeah, you're right, but she don't run it. She don't run it, but um. No, oh, she's, she's great though, bro. She's she's. Let me she's see the spelling. Up. Did you find the spelling? Because nah. the spelling is 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 not um normal. I think it's F E I. Uh oh, the the promoter's on you. Yeah, Marshall, like it's time to wrap it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sam, man. what you got going on right there? Bro, that's the fighting now. I'm following a boxing page. It's not my oh, fault like, that they, that no, they I, got a I, girl's I, ass I, I just see yams on the screen. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out what the fuck going on. <laughs> Let me see if Lady Tyson comes up. Oh, my God, I know her. You know, Shadeja Green actually sparred. I don't even think. I don't, I don't know. She's don't short, right? Yeah, she's short. Yeah, and she's, she's a smaller weight. Yeah, I can't find her. No, the girl from um, upstate New York, they call her like Lady her name, Tyson. Her, her style is like Five. this. Fee or Faye or Favia or something like that. That's her last name, Favia. I'm telling you, I, I just Favia, can't remember. Something like that. I That's can't bad. remember the spell, but it doesn't together. matter. But I did want to give her a credit if the champion is saying she got her prepared yeah, yeah. and she was so good. She got me but prepared for sure. I, I see your team is here. We're going to wrap it up as well. And uh, thank you so much. Please give out your social media for anybody who doesn't know where to follow you can do so. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at Alicia Baumgartner and on Twitter at Alicia M. Baum. M. Baum, all right. Well, I think, Danny, I did see Marv, if you want to give one spin to sit him down. If not, we can start closing. I'm starving. No doubt, no doubt. So I'm going to keep going until he sees. Can he see Marv? Uh, I see Mauricio at the podium. but, yeah, we're probably going to go ahead and wrap this up. I was trying to get one off with Marv Nation, but he might have left already. But, yes, have you hit that thumbs up? Have you subscribed to the show? Do you already know that this is the place to be? We got our poll going. It's over 590, 600 votes now, and it's 54% of the people believe, yes, Shakur versus Pitbull will happen. And, you know, the person to ask is Sean Gibbons. He's running around here wearing an Isaac Pig Bull shirt. And if I could just pinpoint him, we can get him on here and, and ask him, does he think that fight will happen? Because truth be told, Isaac will take it. Truth be told, you know, uh, maybe Gibbons would want it. But does Al, who's built Cruz, who gave him a pay-per-view fight, does he want him on across the street over there on top rank? Does he want... Cruz to lose to Shakur to give Shakur that that boost because now you fought a tank opponent. You know what that means. Yo, NesGTO, Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on it. Catch me on the next one. You know my co-host bringing through with the motherfucking translate. Yo, shout out to my team, man. He did it late, but my team, Canna is a beast. He found the box rack for five years. And I know it's her. I don't got to open it. I know who I know. I be on this shit. This is my passion. I'm all the way in Albany like I'm all the way in Acapulco. I fucking love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Look, I wouldn't end it right now if Marv was around here. She do got a draw, right? Mm. 
Yo, Ness GTO, Instagram and Twitter, Ringrock Danny on all social media. We are the Boxing Voice. We will be back tomorrow. Not sure when, but tune in. And if you ain't subscribed, do that.